I, I like to think that. that for that I Am Groot series that they just let Vin Diesel come in and record whatever he wanted, but they had someone else do the whole thing because they were like, we need we need actual personality. <laughs> and, that's, my these, that's my headcanon now. And, so. and, yeah, so it was an actual <laughs> voice actor who knows what like, they're doing um, and has inflection in their voice who did it. Like Nolan right. North when he replaced uh, Dinklage, right? Yeah. Like, don't worry, Peter, your stuff's still in there. <laughs> on the moon. It went to the moon. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, I have to uh, kick things off with my Jack and Coke tonight because I was just driving for the last 45 minutes with my 15-year-old in the van getting some <laughs> hours in for his mm. license for next year. And I got to oh, tell you, that's a, I that's was, a fun, uh, that seems like a fun phase. I was, <laughs> I was, I was gripping the armrest. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Was he going too fast and you too know, furious? To give him full credit, he actually drove quite well. But just as a dad, it doesn't matter how well they're driving. Your sure. kid is driving. Oh, sure. Yeah. So how, you're confident, just like, how confident oh, oh, oh. Does, he, does he seem behind the wheel? He, he's very both confident and competent. Like he has a he's good, good. He's good. He's then. got a good feel for it. And I, yeah. the thing I keep telling him is like, because I remember when I was learning how to drive, I was very concerned that I looked cool. Not just like <laughs> leaning back. Not that kind of cool. But like I wanted my car. Every, no one. I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to look like the other cars. I wanted to like, I just wanted to look competent and i was like don't yeah. worry about that other cars are going past you because you're going slow on this stretch of road that you should be going fast along this you know really wide road forget those people who cares let them go around you like you just focus on like you just stay controlled and stay con you know confident in what you're doing and he did a good job he did a good yeah. job but that doesn't mean that i wasn't a little we got out yeah. and i was like <sighs> I, I i gotta be honest i'm like that anytime anybody is driving so i hate being a passenger i've I learned that about myself yeah, that, yeah that's a control that's a control issue for me right there yeah. well yeah. especially if you're just used good. to driving so like i pretty much do most of the driving when Same. me and my wife are in the car so then like when i sit in the passenger seat occasionally i like it actually makes me feel a little nauseous because i'm just used to like i'm the one yeah. driving so i'm dictating kind of like how I'm, so you know what i mean well like, yeah you're going. you're you're dictating like the direction the and everything and yeah. the move of the car you know what yeah. to expect yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, then it just I, throws me off a little bit i'm with you yeah i i um i'm a i'm not a slow driver i drive the speed limit i don't speed uh i don't tailgate behind people you know i give like four to five you know car lengths behind which piss people off but i don't really care <laughs> i mean that's the so when i drive Jeff's with people right and they're one car length behind somebody yes. and they're going 12 over you know like yeah it, it creeps me out big time so i, I do not like letting people drive me I get it's it. just suicide <laughs> like it. why are you that close going that fast especially when it's yeah. like bumper to bumper traffic and it's it picks math, up a little you're bit, not gonna like, stop in time it's math you know yeah, the, <laughs> so the most dicey moment was actually towards the beginning so we've only done parking lots and small neighborhood roads where we live like in our neighborhood nice. so this is the first time we were going out to so we live in uh, colorado springs pretty big city not a metro not like a metropolis but it's a pretty big city and it has a lot of these i guess they're six lane roads right you got three lanes one direction three lanes another can be pretty stressful even for an experienced driver navigating some of those with certain types of traffic so but this was his first time navigating those it was like 7 p.m here no it was like 7:45, maybe i don't know whatever it was it was not early in the day it was not rush hour relatively clear roads we did get in the left lane to make a left-hand turn from one of these big roads onto a big road so it feels like a million lanes and i could see he was holding real tight on the wheel <laughs> and it didn't help he was doing fine and i kept telling him like hold it firmly don't squeeze it you know that kind of thing and uh, that's what she that's said. What she and said. then, so, yeah. <laughs> and there's a car behind us that was just like, just chomping on our bumper. Like, I don't know. I don't know what is wrong with people that they get so close to your car. 
It's like we're all going to turn. Like You're the second car in a row for this left turn lane. You're going to make the light. I don't know what you're doing. But they stayed real close, and as soon as we kind of cleared the turn, they revved it, and as close as they could, sped around us, and were glaring at us through the window. And I was like, ignore that. There's going to be jerks like that your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. Ignore it. Like, I've gotten so mad at people like that before. I've honked and kind of been like, and that doesn't help anything. Like, they're just jerks. They're just selfish. You can't change it. So he handled it pretty well. He just kind of, like, stayed, you know. I, we don't do 10 and 2. We did, We were doing 9 and 3 just to mix it up a little bit. Oh, it was huh. crazy. <laughs> my, uh, my suggestion is, is if you're tailgating behind someone to, like, get them out of the lane that you're in or doing any of that, like, pass, passive-aggressive or aggressive-aggressive driving or whatever – uh, just leave earlier for wherever you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. like, why are you late? Like what, like you leave right. to a point where like you have to speed, you know, 20 mm-hmm. miles per hour with the speed limit to get somewhere. Like just, yep. it's, it's, leave not, it's, just, it's um, just that driving is so much of our lives. And we'd rather get from A to B and drive. Like we got to go somewhere instead of just on the speed limit. Like Jeff's the guy guys, Jeff's the guy. So my, my, my advice, I've driven with you plenty of times and you've never sped Jeff. So I don't know. You are lying. I've never seen you. I've driven across the entire United States with you multiple times. And I've never seen you speed. Not once. So I don't know. He's trying to be alpha. This bad boy persona that you're trying to pitch right now. It's crazy. Now, Dan, you're from New England. And the stereotype there would be aggressive. Are you an aggressive driver in general? They call us mass holes. That probably pertains to driving as well. It does. I mean, Catholic church. That, probably that too. Probably that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no. This I mean, whole time, that's I, what Jeff thought we were referencing. Midnight mash holes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it's like typical that's the stuff. Series. It is. <laughs> Midnight mash holes. They're not. They're, it's not real so, vampires anyway. this time. Hey, is that a? Vampires. I don't know. Are you, an, are you an aggressive driver? No, not really. Okay. No. Um, I mean, You're just aggressive, aggressive, not. Yeah, be not particularly driving. Be, be aggressive. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're um, a cheerleader. I get it. I get no, it's that. like what drives me crazy is like, like you're in the the like fast lane, right? Or like it's supposed to be like the pass by lane, but nobody really uses right. it to pass by anybody. It's just so you can go go as fast as humanly possible, apparently. Right. And like I'll be the max I'll ever go is eighty, which is fast. And technically, technically. I'm breaking the speed limit, but so is everyone else. But 80 is not fast enough for some people. Some right. some jackass is like riding. It's like, dude, yeah. I'm already going 80. What do you do? I, I go like, five over everywhere I go because statistically sure. six, seven, eight miles power over is when cops start pulling you over. Right, five, right. like it's not really worth it, you know? Yeah. So I'm already, quote unquote, going a little faster than suggested. Sure, right. So if you're going Agreed. 15 to 20 miles per hour more than I am, yeah. that's got, actually it's 25 you. to 30. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's a you right. thing. Yeah, point. yeah. I, I will say this. Our, on our tollway, uh, when we go from where I am, which is like 40 minutes outside downtown Dallas, when I drive to downtown Dallas, uh, if I see somebody going 90 uh, on our tollway and it's like a 65 mile an hour speed limit, I'll I'll keep up with them. I'll be like, well, you're going to get pulled over first, dude. You're ahead. You're ahead of me. So <laughs> the speed that's, shielding. Yeah, that's, that's, a well, that's yeah. logic. Now, let me that's say, not always how it works. Cops will sometimes pull over the person that's, that's closer true. to them. Or maybe sometimes just, there's two cops yeah. and they'll, they'll pull yeah. you both over. I will also say that if you are driving slow in the passing or speed lane, you're an asshole. So, you yeah, know, like there, there's a given. Especially on the trips that Kyle and I have gone on. That's like, on highways. And people who treat like multi-lane, like residential roads with stoplights, they treat those like highways. They get mad if you're in the left lane. Oh, it's like, sure. I have to turn left, you idiot. Like, no, 
no, no, no, that doesn't count. I'm talking about actual yep. like speed. Actual yes, yes, highway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exits, hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like if you're all the way in the left lane, going the speed limit or five under or even five over, like you know, that's a ten. That's a ten and over, you know, lane. So uh, yeah, get out of there, man. Basically, get out of everything there, that yeah. we're saying right now, if you listen to the show and you're the asshole that we're describing, you're an asshole. So. Yeah. That's, and, that's we, we, and we describe that's a different types of assholes here. There, yes, a various there's kinds. There's a variety of there's them. A, oh, no, some of them might even be represented here. I don't know. Yeah, don't you'll know. hear us talk about video games, shows, movies, whatever else, and we have strong opinions. And we are we are those jerks, just not in the driving world. Um, oh, uh, also, Tim, um, my advice would have been to follow that asshole all the way to their house. Just really just, just stay right behind them as close as possible. Yeah. All the way until they got home. Park outside of their house. For days, for days, no, Give for days, just, just stay outside. Of, yeah, that too. But stay outside of that and house then for stay days. Out there. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. it just you know just wait and they follow them to work. You know, just yeah, just that's keep. A, I, a, I will say it's it's, right it's turning into some good like parenting moments too of like just be patient like mm. other people are gonna be jerks. Let them go past you. Ignore them. Don't hold on to that. Like let that go because they're it's on them. Like they're the ones who have problems, not you. Don't let their problems become your problems. Like lots of like fatherly That's teaching. Just general good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all gotten a ticket lately. Uh, but yeah, that was a good how I met your mother thing. I don't know if y'all gotten a ticket lately, but like they're expensive. It's been a minute. For <laughs> you me. know, like yeah, it's been a minute for me too. But like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. They're my, uh, you know they punch the bank account. You know you're not going worst, in and coming out at a hundred dollars. You know my it's, worst it's a one. Months, you know? My very worst one was I was driving. Friends of ours, I had, I think I I was like, I don't think we had any kids yet. It was just my wife and I was newly married and we were, I was volunteering with a family in our church that I knew to drive their kiddo from football practice to his, ironically enough, his driver's school. And I got a ticket while driving him to it. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. (laughs) So I think he was like 15 or so. So of course he didn't let me hear the end of it, but I remember driving him. (laughs) Guys, I got pulled over in a school zone. As oh. kids were leaving school that day. Oh, uh, yeah. Some, they, some uh, event, they really know you for that one. <laughs> so they I got, got pulled me. over. I literally got to my house when I was living with my parents. I parked in front of it, and a cop came up right behind me. I was literally home. Yeah. I was like, base, I'm home. You can't touch me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite uh, like, like John Wick. Uh, like John okay, Wick when he gets to the Continental. I don't want people to think I was putting kids in danger. I was going 35 and a 35. You were. But it was a 25 on school days when children are present. Mm-hmm. And it was it was one of those things. It was some kind of like after school event. So school was over. The lights weren't flashing like they do after school. But there were still kids there. So I should have slowed down. But I didn't. I just kind of thought it was a, a busy time. I didn't think it was school in session. So yeah, it was tricky. It was tricky. But it was still my fault. I paid. Dude, I think I paid like. 500 and something for that. It was because of the schools. Uh, construction zone, yeah. school zone. They got yeah, me pretty good yeah. for that one. And the, and the judge, I had to go to court for that one because it was in a school zone. So I had like mandatory appearance in court. And I remember the judge really reading me out for that, how he doesn't take it lightly when you put kids' lives in danger. And I, I wanted oh, to be like, I, I would, I was, you know what? I, want, I, I would like, you're really hamming like, this up, guy. Like, judge, yeah. I was going 35. There were no kids crossing the road. There yeah. was actually no kids. It was after the actual allowed, you know, time. I understand. Was... And I, so I just kind of took it and I was like, yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. You're I hate grandstanding. You know, oh. and they're like, well, because yeah, then it goes to 600, then 700, then 800. Yeah, like, yeah. all right. Nope. Um, just, that's, yeah. that's some grandstanding that judge was doing. That's exactly what it was. The uh, I've been haven't been uh, lucky enough to go to court yet, but um, mm. uh, the last time I got a ticket was when I was on the way back from Colorado from visiting uh, Kyle. 
Uh, so it's Kyle's fault I got a ticket last time. It is uh, Kyle's fault. Probably shouldn't have been speeding, I guess. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I don't know, maybe. But no, he gave me the Kyle has a mom moment there. That was a mom moment. It was in Texas by that point. It was like at the border, a little bit after the border. Yeah. Uh, And and I can't even remember the cost of the ticket because I just did the defensive driving and ate that fee instead. Uh, it's I, fight, I fight every ticket because they'll always reduce it. Usually. I say always, but they yeah. usually reduce it. I just go in there and I'll be like, you know what? I haven't had a ticket in a while, which is usually true, you know, and... Uh, you know, he's sorry about the, you know, this is, this is a little, and I'm always lying because I make pretty good money. I'm like, this is a little outside of my like capabilities of paying, you know, but I know I have to pay something and they usually work with you and reduce and stuff like that. So it's, it's Real always like, it's always worth it. And there's always a possibility that the cop forgets to like file your ticket and the whole thing gets thrown out, which has happened to me one time. So, well, we have a lot of judges wow. who watch this show. So you are screwed now, man. Yeah. <laughs> I also are. don't go to jury duty. So you can get me for that too. Okay. <laughs> You know, I've been I've gotten um, jury summoned several times, but I always am within the cutoff group. You know, they'll they'll like call you with this automated message if you're within this number to this number. Yeah, we need you to come there. And I've always been in the group that got cut off. Yeah, and so I've never I've yeah. never gone or planned to go, and I was always ended up in those in those groups. Yeah. So I'm right. not a felon yet. Right. <laughs> Although I want to be like I want to be in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard type of I case, don't. like. I, I want to be there. I want to, dude. I'll miss work and get paid. For, like totally. I want to see all that. Totally do that. I want to see her say, I, cha- I changed my locks. Like, I don't want to see that. I want to see the whole part thing. of the legal system at all. I want, I want to stay as far away as possible from it. That's fair. That's right. fair. Um, before we continue at all, I have an announcement to make. Oh God, is he gonna fart? Oh, okay. It's kind of close. To I've, uh, I've attained affiliate on uh, my Twitch channel. Hey, that's awesome. All right. Now, Dan, when you put stuff on our (laughs) when you put stuff on our YouTube channel, that's like a let's play of stuff. Is that something you've already streamed on Twitch as well? You're doing both? No, Uh, no. So that um, that I was playing and recording off of my PS5. And then I Mm. basically just like pieced the two files together. Got it. Um, but that probably would that could potentially happen in the future Um, on my Twitch. I'm going to I'm going to basically eventually have more of like a cleaner setup, too um right now i just basically will have the game and then kind of me off to the corner nice um but yeah i i I can um get subscriptions now so that's pretty awesome dude Um, everyone who's watching or listening go check that out so in your uh he doesn't consistently dapper chocobo on twitch dapper underscore chocobo dapper underscore chocobo on twitch i just want to point out ironically the two most uh sarcastic pain in the asses of this group here have followed me but the other two haven't what's up with that huh i don't have twitch huh? dude. what do you want me to, i'm gonna make a twitch account for this yeah uh, as a matter of fact i too i don't use i don't use the twitch i don't use the TikTok. if it wasn't made before i turned 30 i don't want it that's what i've decided yeah yeah so, next you're gonna have me following you on uh whatever so, trump i just like. now made up like well that's years, going dude. too far i just <laughs> i just now made up that rule and i realized it might not work <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. I don't even do Instagram. The times, you know I, mean? I don't. I, I, I would do Instagram not, for you. I don't Kyle. do Twitter. I, do I don't do And I really oh, yeah. appreciate that. You are a better man than me. Kyle, we're like we're like the same person <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. Like I don't do the Instagrams. I, I mean, if it's not on Facebook, I don't do it. I'm sorry. You know, and I know Facebook's not even like the most popular. You just thing don't today, put so. it on Instagram. I don't like. No, I, I've come to not having done way more with my music now more than ever. Uh-huh. I've come to not like Facebook and Twitter, and I only talk to people on Instagram now. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what that sure. is, and I barely yeah. post on Instagram. It's mainly just stories that disappear after 24 hours. Guys, me. you know who else is on Instagram is Garth Brooks, and he posts neat stuff, Wait, slick stuff. Where are the bodies, Garth? <laughs> where are they? Where are the bodies? Oh, yeah, man, so many. 
so man, it's so hard for those. I don't, n- I don't get what's happening. Clean stuff, slick oh, stuff, man. neat stuff. But also stuff like this, raw yeah, stuff. Dude. Like here in my hotel yeah, room. Yeah, but also stuff like raw. <laughs> me and you connecting just like me this. Me and you connecting here in my hotel room. Garth, that's weird. <laughs> Stop saying that. Oh, you my gosh. You guys are really into Garth Brooks, apparently. No, no, so uh, this is uh, your mom's, so your mom's house, house podcast sure. with uh, Tom yeah. Segura. I, I, I figured that. I figured that. Oh my God. And I have, I don't even regularly listen to full episodes of that show. But I, I, get, I, get, I pick and choose. I get into a full loop of their YouTube clips, which sometimes are like... Clips are the way to digest their material. Like, because like their uh, podcasts are okay. two and a half hours long, you know? And then like yeah. the nuggets are only so three are ours. long. So. <laughs> so are ours, yeah. Uh, yeah, but ours is wall-to-wall nuggets. So that's... Boom. <laughs> Jumping nuggets or whatever that thing is called. <laughs> that was Jumping about. nuggets. Uh, I yeah. watched that before you shared it. Uh, can you, can you believe uh, that shit? Well, yeah, that's a real five, thing. five platinum, easy platinums that you can get in like 30 seconds, you know, and uh, it, they're basically games you just buy so you can get a platinum. It's and I remember th- this being a thing when the PS4 first came out. Sure. And I don't know why he's just. Well, there was that Mayo now. game. There was yeah, that the Mayo, Mayo game. That's, that's, I think that's he, the first which one. Which he brought up. Yeah, you know yeah. what it sounds like? It sounds like the McDonald's game that was never made. You know how Burger King had a game and Doritos yeah. had a game and Jumpin' Nuggets sound, KFC. Seven Up had a game like a spot, you know. So I feel like Jumpin' Nuggets was the McDonald's game that was never made. That needs to be made. Let's be honest. Um, very sneak king adjacent for sure. You very know? sneak king, yeah, absolutely. All right, which I heard has a great soundtrack. I have no idea if it does or not, but uh, we're gonna talk about video <laughs> game soundtracks. Okay, there that it is. was a segue. <laughs> we're gonna talk about some games we're playing. A couple of interesting new games came out this week. N- not like your major headline will be on the poster at GameStop type games, but still some really fun. Kind of smaller, mid-tier type of games, which we'll talk about. Mid. Yeah. But before we get to that, I want us to rank our favorite video game soundtracks. Now, before you think this is going to be another one of those things where we create a list and we have to narrow it down, nope. This is just a, sec- a segment that we did a while back. We've done it a few times. We just call it Rank This. You get to rank it. So by you, I mean Dan, Kyle, Jeff, and myself. We each have our own list of our favorites. And instead of us each listing our full list separately... We're going to go number five, and then we'll each do number five. We'll do number four, and each do number four. Um, and then that way, maybe if one that's on your list gets discussed a lot, you just can say, hey, mine was that was my number three. So you don't have to talk about it as much once we... We're going to do a lot of gushing here, fellas, is what's going to happen. A lot of gushing over some video game music. Um, and no no debating over what's better or what's worse. So I've got I mean, I list. might throw some jabs, but they're... they're <laughs> I oh, yeah. I definitely will. I'll be like, oh, you well, don't like know. music. That's cool. We know Jeff, oh, cool. Yeah, Jeff, you like bad Jeff's music. Great. The, Jeff's the driver who pisses everybody off uh, every day as he drives around. We know, we've learned that today. So. Jeff's the one that I well, want to sit outside blaring his house music and stare that we at. He's blaring yeah. music. Blaring my own music, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's just bring music down. Just singing along to me. Uh, yeah, that's me. Like bad right. eye contact singing stuff from uh, so, or whatever. Just locking eyes at the stoplight. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to start with number five. So here's our five favorite video game soundtracks. Now, the idea here was uh, not necessarily our favorite individual track. Like, for example, you might have a track off a game that that one track does it for you. Maybe that makes the overall soundtrack your favorite. That's fine. But we're not ranking. We're not saying here's my favorite actual individual song. It's the overall. Oh, good. Because I did not make that list. I did not. That would take crazy amounts of time. I mean, I could. I could pick my favorite song from each of these games I chose. It was kind of fun, though. Like during this week, I had uh, I, I put on I have a bunch of Spotify playlists and some of them are soundtrack related. And I did put on just some Spotify playlists and let them go. And I was just like, dude, there's so much good video game music out there that there I'm, so glad, they're, I'm so glad they're adding that new category to uh, to the Grammys. Isn't it the Grammys that they're adding that to? Yes. Yeah. 
So glad. I'm surprised that Spotify had like they have piano renditions of stuff that people just upload from like YouTube. Like they have Spotify has like everything. It's pretty crazy. uh, And I'm probably gonna video game music. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. I want to say it's Sean Stefalansky. I I can't remember his exact name, but he does most. He has a lot of like RPG music, a lot of Square games. He's gone back into but he'll like do modern, sometimes piano or simple versions, but sometimes full on symphony versions of older rpg soundtracks and i think it's yeah. stefanski I, I can't something like that um that's why i really love the uh that distant world uh concert that they do for final fantasy because i mm. mean there's just so much music to play off of that and i mean what final fantasy one through i mean six is all eight bit to tune. 16 bit yeah bit yeah. tune and then like seven eight and nine weren't quite orchestral yet yeah, um so like weird in between yeah so transforming yeah. it into like a full orchestra is just it's beautiful man it's, it's a really good way to unlock a lot of core memories too like you hear you yeah. hear a song that was never orchestrated suddenly orchestrated and, and all of a sudden it activates you, you as to, the manchurian yeah, candidate yeah, yeah. Exactly. Manchurian candidate style at seven or eight years you know you go back to seven or eight years old and you're like i remember playing this yeah. and you i just grab that buster sword around. i start walking yeah. around you start walking around the house like i heard the song honey um so yeah and i also uh the i also recommend the london philharmonic orchestra they have a ridiculous amount of music on spotify it can take days to just to scroll through all their albums that they've put out because there's just so much content but they do have a few albums that are video game centric which i highly recommend checking those out um all right so let's get into this let's start with number five uh i'll go first to kick things off with my number five favorite video game soundtrack and by the way when we're done if you've got some that didn't quite make the list that you just want to Oh, thank you. I do. I have, I have about a hundred. I have like a hundred. Is that okay? Do we have time for that? <laughs> yeah, we have time for that. That's fine. Okay. Just start um, spitballing. <laughs> yeah. So, but we'll we'll start with our rankings first. We'll see what gets named, and then number if one, Contra. Number two, Contra <laughs> two. Metroid. Metroid. Super Contra. Are you doing Arnold Schwarzenegger there on purpose? No, or? I'm just doing like a. Number one, <laughs> guy who just selects sequels. Dude, I love that you picked Contra. I don't know why. That was perfect. That was perfect. Castlevania. Good music, man. All right. So my my number five favorite video game soundtrack, as of right now, maybe tomorrow it would change. But as of right now, ranking these was Ori in the Blind Forest. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's just that. the music is it's Gareth Coker, and he is amazing. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Sorry if it's not. But he is so fantastic. He's actually done a lot of different projects, and uh, that dude is just an amazing composer. He knows how to create these incredible swells and these emotional builds and then pull it way, way back. So if you played Ori and you remember that feeling of the first game, especially when emotional stuff happens and it takes you on quite the roller coaster, the music is maybe the biggest part of that, in addition to what's playing out in front of you visually and all that stuff, of course. But I feel like without that music, it wouldn't wouldn't have hit. And yeah, uh, it goes hand in hand. And I could just listen to that soundtrack all day. It's so, so good. The overall soundtrack from start to finish, every, every moment is just really... And the second game too, but I'll list the first one because it was new and unique. And I loved, loved, loved that one. So Jeff, what about you for your number five? Uh, my number five is Persona 5. Because that get out of here. Yeah. I did not see really? that coming. I didn't see that. You, yeah. you know, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. You're more multicultural than we thought. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And this is uh, composer. I totally know this by heart. Composer. Uh, no. Uh, Shoji Megido. Megido. Something huh. like that. Um, I'm sure that's like the Japanese pronunciation, but like he probably uh, did better than any of us would have. So the good. the like the way that it's it's a fusion of like rock and uh, jazz j-pop and classical like 
Mm-hmm. And obviously how dynamic, I mean, I think all of the ones I've selected are like, well, except for the curated ones, all of them are mostly like dynamic scores, meaning uh, when the action picks up, the score changes completely or, and it's gradual. Yeah. It's not like sudden, like boom, or whatever. Like they, they make it more like cinematic mm-hmm. nowadays. And, and uh, Persona right. 5 is just such a great blend of so many genres. Like, and that's only the fifth one because that's the only one I played. So I had to just go with that They're one to be honest. They're all good. Just FYI. But but yeah. I remember being particularly other than the art style and and just I mean just the general everything that's going on in that game it's so crazy. Uh, but I remember being completely for when I booted up the game the first time by the music like yeah. entirely. Yeah. I, I agree with like, that. So and it does my, match well with the red and black splash. It does. Yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just so that's the theme my of that's the my game. number three. So that's that's on my list as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler I would say alert! Spoilers on Kyle's you said, list. You said if it's on the other people's stuff, to say it. Like, <laughs> I'm kidding. About it now. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I I really like this uh, soundtrack as well. It's one of my favorites of all time. I you know these are all, all the stuff on my list are stuff I listen to weekly. You know, I'll throw yeah. it on while I'm working or yeah. something like that. You know, um, easy to pick up at any time. Uh, there's a big range of music in this, like Jeff was saying. You know, like there there'll be stuff with no singing at all. It's just orchestrated stuff or just mm-hmm. jazzy stuff or guitar riffs and stuff like that. But then when like the choruses kick in or the singing and stuff like that, it's incredibly catchy. It's very memorable. It's very good. It's all in English. You know, it is still that got those J-pop vibes or whatever. But it also just yeah. kind of feels like pop. You know, so yeah. um, very 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 good. I'm I'm very surprised that you would. I can I can actually. Remember the fight, so, the fight music, like the battle music. It yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good really, song. really good. All right, Kyle, what is your number five? Um, I chose uh, Red Red uh, Red Dead Redemption Two as my number five. Mm-hmm. It is mention for me. Yeah, that was, that was done close. by uh, yeah. Woody Jackson, uh, who has done like basically all of Rockstar's music. So Grand Theft Auto Five, Max Payne Three, oh. L.A. Noir. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 1. Uh, this guy's a 10-year composer over at uh, Rockstar, and I would wow. say all of those things I just mentioned. I'm surprised he didn't do Bully. Uh, he didn't, no. Uh, um, I, uh, all these games I mentioned all have wonderful soundtracks, especially Max Payne 3 and Grand Theft Auto 5. The original scores on Grand Theft Auto 5 are spectacular, I would even say. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, I'm, I'm sure you, I'm, I think most of us have played it and beaten and everything like that. You guys remember the moments that music would kick in and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to remember this scene forever. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, the, that, there's one part where uh, like the actual country song kicks in while you're doing yes. that long horse ride back to town or whatever. Uh, I, I'm still unbroken, I think it's called or something like that, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just electrifying, you know. There are really good orchestral scores uh, at the at the end as, you know, uh, certain characters are dying and stuff like that. Uh, I guess people are still playing this, not trying to spoil it. So, uh, you know, I, I just that think that's a lot of... plays at the end as well, too, right? Does, the, climax, yes. the climax of the main story. It does. Plays. Absolutely, yeah. The oh. end credit sequence is really good as well, you know. Uh, talking about, this is, oh. when you're talking about music in video games or movies and stuff like that, you're talking about music that amplifies what you're watching or, or consuming and everything like that. And I think this is just a prime example of like, yeah, those scenes would be cool even in silence, but then you add the layer of that music on top of it and it, it just evolves it and, and, and raises it to such a spectacular level of cinematic uh, or, or cinema, you know, like that. It's uh, it's just unforgettable, and I I would be remiss to not put Red Dead Redemption Two on here because the amount of work that this guy did to um, not copy but pay homage to sounds of like the spaghetti western era and stuff like that of movies and film and stuff like that. He really went down the rabbit hole and learned 
um, a style of music that he was not familiar with, much like um, Hans Zimmer did with like Last Samurai. Like he had never done, you know, like Japanese Japanese style music before and then like kind of just studied it for a little bit and then pumped out one of the greatest like Japanese sounding scores of all time or whatever. I Same love thing. the score of that movie. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite. It's great Hunters. movie too. Actually, it was one of those scores where Kyle, Kyle and I were driving somewhere, probably to a ghost hunt. And uh, it, we were driving somewhere and he put it on and I was like, what is this? This is great. I, I don't think I recognize it because I haven't seen Last Samurai that much. And when he told me it was Last Samurai and that Hans Zimmer did it and I couldn't remember that detail at all about the movie. Yeah. I was like, well, well, I guess this, I is like, <laughs> well like, this, this is easily his most underrated score. Like, I guess I, 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 I love this too. And, and, and uh, you know, and I, I love Hans Zimmer, but like sometimes his stuff can sound kind of samey, you know, like he, he, sure, he, yeah. he, he, he recycles a lot of like so- sounds like that. This is not part of that. Anyways, we're not no. talking about last summer. We're talking about this. The comparison, though, is very similar because uh, Mr. Uh, Woods or Woody Jackson here, he um he really had to study this sound and then produced one of the best versions of this sound ever created as a newbie to this style of music. That's you so know, cool. so I just had to put it on here. So that, I love yeah, it. Cool. I'm sure he studied it. lots of Western films and stuff that he did. I mean, because it did mirror a lot of like cinematic. Yeah, music no, from he, the, he from specifically was he studied Western cinema to, to yeah, capture the sound so. for sure. Very spaghetti Western type soundtrack. It's awesome. All right, Dan, what do you got for number five? Um, so. I, just obviously want to throw out that that pretty much all five of these would have been Final Fantasy games, but just loser, like, just like I, that, I got um, around I got around that by cheating, but I'm not going to give you my. <laughs> so. Well, a while back, uh, Tim, Derek, and I did like a top what was it, ten or twenty games of all time or something, yeah. and it was like same thing. I was like, these would most of these would be Final Fantasy, but I'm just going to limit myself to one. Um, yeah. So That's in this what case, I, tend to do. Yeah. I limited myself to one. Uh, number five, I put as uh, well. I guess depends on how you pronounce it. Greece or Gris? 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 Oh yeah, man! G-R-I-S. I've always said Gris, yeah. like like the S is silent, but I don't know why. Well, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched I watched a couple of uh, re- uh, video reviews earlier today to be like, how the hell do you pronounce this? So Brandon Jones from Easy Ally said Greece, and then somebody else said Gris. So I was like, this does this didn't help me at all. It's um, Gris. Gris. Yeah, what Italian. That's Italian. I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know. But um, oh, so I'm so I'm obviously very biased towards uh, the Final Fantasy music and all. It's like pretty much the only music that I've actually bought in CDs of and like will listen to, like if I'm in the car or something. But this is like one of the only other games I've ever bought in the soundtrack before the game even came out. Mm. Um, the music of this game is like it's, on par with the visuals, if not yes. even better. It, it's a beautiful game, but like the music is just like it just it elevates sells everything you're it. doing. Without that music, yes. I'm like, this is boring as hell. It's beautiful right. but boring, and that adds a whole other layer to yeah. it. That's the type of stuff that we're talking about. Because it's not um, it's, it's not like yeah. it's like it's a puzzle platforming game, but you're not doing anything too crazy um no. or extreme platforming wise. It's just more kind of getting from point A to point B, and then this sort of like a bit of a puzzle to then progress a bit forward. But it's just more of like the beauty and awe of everything visually. And then the music obviously is just accentuates that and it just hits the right moment. Like depending like there's this there's this chase scene somewhere like I think in the middle or something. And I remember like that particular song, like I actually started to get like kind of like like goosebumps. I was like, oh shit, like this is picking up like in a certain way that was just hitting me like not like emotionally sad wise. It was just like really intense and like just the sound of it was like amazing. And then like once I kind of had that like sigh of relief because I got away from the beast, I was like, damn, that that song was 
That song was wild. Like, and then again, I have the soundtrack on my phone. So like sometimes it'll just pop on if I do shuffle and I'm like, yeah, this game, I kind of want to go back just to listen to this music while I'm playing the game. Um, yeah, if you've if you've never experienced it, if you're one of those people, you're like, I don't mind platformers that aren't like kind of like us. Actually, kind of the other review video review that I was watching, it was IGN's and I can kind of understand why people make fun of IGN sometimes. In the video review, he started out with like kind of describing like Gris is like beautiful. And he's like, but I mean, it, you know, if you're going to compare it to like Celeste, for example, it's not quite the same. It's like, no, no. Why you would you compare it to Celeste? Yes, exactly. Not remotely similar <laughs> I, at all. The funniest thing that's ever I've ever heard is you going, uh, uh, the, what you just said about IGN. It's like, I could, I, maybe I can understand why people are mad at IGN all the time. I'm like, yeah, I think we can all understand why people yeah. are mad at IGN all the time. Well, like, first of all, <laughs> idiotic premise of a review. Like, don't compare two games in a review. That That's stupid. Like... I mean, uh, dude, they used to write reviews that no joke would be like, not a big Madden fan, but I'm reviewing Madden 20. Here we go. <laughs> Let's like, dive in. Started the review like and they don't do that anymore, to be fair. Sure. We all know yeah. that real football is soccer. Yeah. Let's the jump into point, the NFL. <laughs> Campus guy did that. And, and that did really, he really? Be crazy. Yes. Oh, I don't usually like these. Types I just of don't games. I just don't like this art style and the humor is not for yeah. me. Oh, so, no, you did say what that. Are yeah, like, what are you doing, Mike? What are you doing? What? Who gave this to you, bro? All right, well, that's a good pick, Danny. That's one of those games that I, I played a little bit of. Yeah. And the art style and music both were standouts to me. I just Same. remember the gameplay itself being like, Meow, I don't really yeah, want to keep playing this. There's not really a lot of gameplay there. I would, but, listen, uh, I would give the music a try, like looking it up one day and listen to a couple of tracks. You're like, damn, this is But beautiful. it's moving art. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally it art. It's yeah. literally yeah. art in the it's sense that you're not really doing a lot except looking at beautiful shit and hearing beautiful stuff like it's you're not really actually manipulating a whole lot in that game agreed all right let's move on to number four here my number four is chrono trigger nice. uh yes. so i was i was it. listening through a whole lot of soundtracks Liar. thinking about this and i was trying to keep myself from saying hey because i like this one track this whole soundtrack is elevated above the rest so i was listening through chrono trigger and it just to me start to finish top to bottom has the strongest themes for characters, for moments, for battles, like just it's so, so good. Some of the standouts, of course, are the main Chrono Trigger theme, which the London Philharmonic Orchestra does a stunning version of. I highly recommend mm -hmm. you check that one out. But also Frog's theme. So Frog's a main character in Chrono Trigger. And there's this theme he has when he finally gets the Masamoon sword and the music kicks in. It almost has like a frog sound to it while still sounding epic. I can't explain mm -hmm. it. You have to go listen to Frog's theme. And it's, it's it's almost like this um, this warbly synth sound, but it's just so so good. And the, the actual actual melody that they put together for that is just it just gets you going, man. It's just it just kind of gives you chills. And it's like, dude, what a moment in the game. And the music matches it perfectly. The same goes for the villain fights. And when you know a certain villain isn't who you think it is, and I, I don't want to spoil anything in case you guys ever play, but it's just really really good. And mm -hmm. that soundtrack's top to bottom. As I was listening through it, I, a lot of it's probably nostalgia, but it's also I was listening to the original soundtrack, like the old original kind of beat boop version from 96 or five, whenever that game came out. And uh, I still think it holds up incredibly well. I think it's beautiful. Um, so I think today, I don't know if it was in Japan. No, in North America, uh, 27 uh, years. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Today's its birthday. So it is 95. Years. OK, so it was the yeah. end of the summer of 95. That's awesome. 
Yeah, Corona Trigger's birthday. All right, Jeff, let's go to you next. Then we'll go, keep going the same order here. Oh, so I what's forgot your... I was part of. Oh man, I got lost in y'all's conversation for a second, like a listener. <laughs> uh, so my number four <laughs> is one of my favorite favorite curated soundtracks, uh, but in an indie game, and this is one that Kyle and I were doing another podcast, uh, which don't even bother looking for it because there is no podcast. Joke. Uh, I get it. I get uh, it. And uh, so, what's so, it called? So Kyle introduced <laughs> this game to me, and uh, and then I got obsessed with the soundtrack more than the game because I'm really bad at the game. But Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Kyle's muted. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I see him celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, it's just a, one of the best curated soundtracks full of nobodies. Like you don't, you've never no, heard, you've never a single, heard any of these. No, not a single one. Like the vibe of the, uh, the vibe of it though. Like the whole thing is a vibe really, but so like two sticks is, out more than one. I, I haven't played the first okay. one okay. Yeah, for me. I would yeah. say so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just love that that it accentuates like the vibe of like the neon colors and stuff, mm. even though it is like a it's, it's eight bit dude. game it's, or whatever. It's, but it's, like, it's somehow fits with the brutality of the game too. Oh, it does. No, the impossibleness of there, there's moments of yeah. mystery in that game, and they'll play like kind of an inquisitive yeah. song, you know? Like there's there like it it's got a really I mean yeah. I think it's like 45 or 50 songs on that soundtrack if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there there are because they're like three to four minutes long, you know? They're not very long some, songs. Okay. Yeah, it's, some it's been a minute. Numbers, yeah, Wasn't but... the first game more of a score, and the second game is more of a compilation of it songs? Is. It's a compilation of songs. Yeah. I might be wrong. Yeah. Maybe the first game was a compilation. But the thing too. is, is that like even the first though, game was more even of though the second game is a compilation of songs, they all still sound like they're from the same. Factory. Yeah. You know that's what, I mean? what makes yeah. it so brilliantly curated. Like how it's, it's wonderful. That, that job as a music supervisor, that's what they do. I can't imagine putting having to put together so much random crap that even that person yeah. has probably never heard of before. And how do you find that stuff? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, how do you, you find? Have to really be diving into like, right. or just right. phoning in some favors with some friends who like you know. Or maybe they are have a band, and some half the songs are from the same band that <laughs> they wonderful. are a part of. It's just it. crazy. I, I love. God, all the what feels like math that went into me putting that soundtrack together. It's it's such a killer soundtrack, dude. It makes me want to punch things when it comes out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is what or, you do in the game. Or hit things with baseball bats as you run. Right. Yeah, through. there's a lot of like when like songs start playing, and I'm uh, sorry to be like uh, corny or whatever. I, I like to do a lot of this. Like, <laughs> just nasty. Like, <laughs> yeah, Wait, in real little, life? Yeah, yeah, in real life. Yeah, oh, in real life. Like, gotcha. Set the game down as. And yeah. all of his roommates are like, what There's are you doing? Little, like, yeah, oh. just like a little groove out for <laughs> Let me finish. I got to finish. <laughs> all right, Kyle, what's your number four? Uh, oh, it's my turn. Uh, yeah, I'm totally prepared for this. I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm definitely going to pull it up now. Here it is. So, uh, Dan, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to clue you in on my little cheat here. Here we go. The Elder Scrolls series. Oh, uh, you son of a B. I was more specific. So no, I'm no. If you want me to be specific, I can be, but why? There was no rules. I was. So. <laughs> there were no rules. It's true. Yeah. It's so I'm rules. talking about the series as a whole because you're talking about the same composer, same sure, vibe, sure. same everything. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Soule, uh, he's yeah, done yeah, yeah. a lot of video games. I'm, talk I'm just going to name off a couple here. This guy's like one of the most prolific video game uh, OST guys of all time, you know? He's done stuff like... Uh, What's his name again? Jeremy what? Soul S-U-L-E. S-O-U-L-E, okay. excuse me. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, he's done stuff like uh, like all the Harry Potter games, SOCOM, U.S. Navy SEALs, you know, Neverwinter Nights. Um, he's been around for a long time. Guild Wars, Warhammer 40K, Dawn of War. Holy crap. Uh, 
Dead Rising 3, Guild Wars 2, World, World of Warcraft, Mist Dude, of all those MMOs have to have hours of music. Oh, yep, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker he did. Oh, snap. Um, you know, like, this guy's a prolific, uh, you know, uh, composer. Um, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, if y'all remember that one from back in the day. I do remember that um, game, yeah. Yeah, it's super good. Uh, yeah, so he he's the best man, and you, you want to talk about atmospheric and just varied. Uh, you're talking about another soundtrack that's like, two or three you know if you're let's just pick skyrim all right let's just let's just try and narrow it now let's just say skyrim that's like two or three discs i think it's like almost 100 songs like 80 something songs or something like that because there's so many areas and situations and things that you're going to run into in this game or the series or whatever that they need kind of a mood for everything and it runs such a spectrum and such a gambit of different sounds and everything like that and it's so beautiful you know just from somber ambient music when you're kind of walking around the world mm-hmm. to when a dragon shows up and like really ramps up in a dynamic way like kind of what jeff was saying about persona where it's not a quick cut or a hard cut it's a it's a not even a gradual thing it's just a smooth transition into a new song and a new vibe to match the uh dynamic situation that you're going through that's no small task uh, right there i mean it really isn't you know because that's uh, the musicians and the programmers working together to figure those pieces yeah, out there's a lot of know? communication going on there to kind of pull off uh you know something of this nature and really uh, cool. I, he's just he's just one of the best in the biz in my opinion and uh the elder scrolls is, is is absolutely especially oblivion and skyrim are absolutely uh he did online as well uh elder scrolls online which also has a great soundtrack but these are these are songs i will throw on youtube and like crunch excel reports all day at work (laughs) it's like it's super yeah it's it's super moody it's super great uh if i I made you pick one elder scrolls game would you go with skyrim being most skyrim but i would say oblivion's got some real bangers man like uh, oblivion's got some really amazing songs but i think skyrim are is maybe the ones i'm a little more familiar with because i've beaten skyrim like 10 times at this point and i've beaten oblivion that's fair. <laughs> Dan, what's your number four? Um, oh, and I forgot to mention with uh, Gris or Grease. Uh, it's a uh, Berlinist. That's the uh, composer for that. Okay. So, okay. which is, uh, a guy it Berlin. sounds like a group, but it says uh, is a composer and sound designer based in uh, Barcelona. 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 <laughs> um, so these middle three, honestly, like kind of swap around. But what I have in the fourth spot, matches up with you tim uh chrono cross so i went nice. the other way yeah mm. uh, chrono cross which i did just replay the remaster recently um yeah just so much nostalgia attached to that for me because like the playstation one was really like kind of where i like got a lot of exposure to to jrpgs like starting with you know obviously the final fantasy series so i have a lot of connection to jrpgs and their soundtracks from the ps1 era so chrono cross for me is the one that sticks out more and um just that that main trailer the the that particular track there is just is fantastic but there's like this really kind of like island vibe to the music but also like then you go to these other areas and it's just like i don't know how to describe what like sort of the style or the tone of it is it's just it's very unique because obviously the setting is is quite unique too because you have like this whole like kind of tropical setting going on but then you also have like this other stuff going on with time so you have these other areas that aren't quite that type of setting so like then the music really changes and it's a bit more somber and really dark and you're like mm-hmm. ooh, like this is actually kind of like a scary area here and the music's kind of matching with that so might be my um, favorite overworld music of any game dude yes and there's two of them because there's the two you know because the overworld isn't the same for the entire game yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah and both of them are good um, very very good but yeah you, literally i'll just sit there and just kind of like 
let it kind of go. I've through, done that because like, sometimes that in the loop. overworld you only need to walk a short distance to get to your next destination. Right. But I'll just wait because I'm like, oh Dude, yeah, this song. So you wait for that one loop to kind of because yeah. then it goes back around. You're like, let me just wait this for this. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, yeah, Chrono Cross is fantastic. So. All right, let's go the reverse direction. Dan, jump right to your number three. Oh God, oh, I'm not ready. Can you do it? Can you do it? Uh, yes, actually, because I went more specific, and I went specifically Skyrim, because you know why? Because that main Dovahkiin, 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 da-da-da. That Good shit, song, man. That shit still slaps, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, every time I load up that game, I literally just put down my controller and let that song play. So since we already talked about Skyrim, let me ask you guys this. You guys are mega Skyrim fans. You've both played it a lot. There's also a With Pokemon all the Central re-releases, episode. remasters, re-whatever, have they... Has that soundtrack been addressed in any of those re-released no, versions? No, you don't need to change it. Like, it's perfect. I just didn't know if there was, like, all right, there's a remastered yeah. whatever version. Nah. Of it. No, I mean, it was orchestrated when it came yeah, out. It's like perfect. 2011, it's, so it's not like yeah, it's old. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's not like it's old, and we were doing the orchestral, you know, soundtracks for eight eight to ten yeah. years at that point, you know? So, um, no, 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 there, there was no need to update it or anything like that. Like, maybe they, like, in the up. And the up-res of everything, like the sound quality got better, maybe? Sure. Like, well, they, they, they probably, probably, hand addressing. They probably just had somebody either remaster it or, or mix it again and then master it. I don't imagine them hiring session musicians to come in and re-record stuff. No, I so think they, I, sure, they sure. probably just like master so whatever it Whatever up-res yeah. music is, yeah. whatever that process is, that's probably... <laughs> It's the most yeah. boring um, thing on the planet to me, but it, whatever. It was 4K. They made it 4K. I get it. <laughs> yeah, they made 4K. it 4K. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just like I and I know obviously that game's been re-released however many times, and everybody jokes about oh, released so many times, blah blah blah. But it's like you just you can't say anything bad about that that soundtrack. Resident Evil it's 4 just... is actually the game that's been re-released the most, and nobody complains about that. Sure. So. What has sure. Resident, Resident Evil 4? 4? Really? It's actually been um, released more times than. But it's probably because yeah. like the. You I would know, not t- have, but I put I would have put my money on Skyrim between those two. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's because Todd Howard comes out so cocky and the games are always broken out the gate, so everyone's just like, "All right, whatever, dude." What's I think that it's gift like, you put it on him? Of just it just works. It just yeah. works. <laughs> no, he says it's staccato though. It just, just works. works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Kyle. Your number three, which I think we've talked about a bit, but anything else you want to add to your number Persona three? Persona five. Uh, yeah, I almost changed it, but I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna say what I was gonna change it to and our on men's or whatever. Yeah, Persona 5, we can just go over this real quick or whatever. Uh, I specifically chose Persona 5 because I think it's so much better than the other series, even though I think mm. 3 and 4 have amazing soundtracks, uh, worthy of a top 10 or a top 5. Same composer list, across these games? I don't know that for sure, to okay, be honest. I think so. Uh, they it might be for at least four and five, but maybe Jeff not. Will look. Jeff, uh, right Jeff if you want to look while I'm gabbing, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this is uh, I, there's not much more I can say than what I already kind of hijacked whenever Jeff uh, mentioned it. But like it's uh, it's just a really competent, uh, really colorful uh, soundtrack. Uh, it's vibrant, just like the style of the game to yeah. match the music to such a what I would consider and not to be hyperbolic, but probably one of the most stylistic games of all time maybe you know there. just, just, there. just yeah. from the way that the menus are and the transitions between the uh combat arenas back to like exploration the dungeon just that kind of like it's not just throwing stats at you there's like an animation and you're kind of running kind of back yeah. to like your place in the world while it kind of shows you stuff and that the music kicks in it kind of accentuates those feelings and stuff like that uh it's final fantasy levels of there's certain songs yeah. songs yeah. or 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 MIDI files, if you want to call them that, you know, that you hear from Persona yeah. 5 that activate a accomplishment. Uh, uh, it's something that you not only 
saw that you accomplished, but you hear and feel that you just accomplished. Just like you, you just, did it at Final Fantasy right now. I looked around like, what did I do? What did I yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, or, or the classic Legend of Zelda <laughs> uh, chest opening music, you know? There's a dopamine drop that comes with that. It is, man. Five captures that same dopamine that these other games that have been around forever uh yeah, with these with it. these same musical hooks you know that they've, that they've been relying on forever like persona 5 comes in and just kind of like hey i'm one of you guys too you know and uh awesome. yeah i think it's just one of the best man and well uh, the I, I, composer did do uh most of the persona series and shin megami tensei that's what oh, he's wow, okay. mostly known for well, that makes sense because those are the same exact series they're exactly the same compare them completely okay. <laughs> compare them all the time they're literally um, if you ask the composer he'll be like yeah, you, you should review, the exact same you should review a persona game without talking about <laughs> okay, got it. Exactly. Just like Gris and uh, oh, Celeste, kid, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, all right, Jeff, what's your number three? Oh, crap. Uh, my number three is uh, a game that I don't think would hit as hard for me at all without the score, um, and that's Journey. Like, it's got to be Journey. Uh, Austin Wintry did this score. Excuse me, are you picking a game that won a Grammy? I don't think so, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Journey is trash, right? I mean, it's per... Like I get, I get not feeling attached to what's actually happening in the game, uh, but the music helps you at least assign a certain emotion to what's happening. Sure. Uh, sure. At least yeah. if you are a sap like me and you're trying to cr- like crawl up that sand, even though you know you're dying, and uh, and the music, the swell, the music, that's what sells the emotion. Honestly, I feel like that's the driving factor, not so much because the art is, you know, d- depending on who you ask, Basic. leaves a lot to be desired. And, so and, Journey's an easy target because it got yeah. so much attention and people oversold how emotional it was and all so that too. kind of stuff. So it's an easy target, but I'm glad you're bringing up the music. The music is quite good. Uh, Very. And, and it makes that experience, it takes it yeah. to the next level. It literally it won a Grammy. Like, it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. it's like non-subjectively good. It's objectively <laughs> a good, like, original so soundtrack. True. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, Sky, so Skyrim true. doesn't, Halo doesn't even own, you know, yeah, a Grammy. Dude. You know Damn, what I mean? Dude. Like, these, these are huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge franchises with huge composers. Metal Gear Solid, you know, who actually has, yeah. like, real composers composing it. Like, these games have never won Grammys, but Journey has. So, like, Journey objectively, did. sorry everybody it's got a good soundtrack <laughs> it really does I was say, especially I five people to listen to it by itself because it's not a long game by any stretch so it's sure. like the soundtrack's like an hour i especially would just to listen to that and go like yeah that's bad by it's because like, it's, it's just not the last track then no i was just saying that last track of like that snowy you know yeah, like yeah. that especially uh, at the yeah. end is like yeah. you know uh, there's a big swell know. there I don't yeah. know if they use the same composer for Abzu, but Abzu does they a did. very similar he sp- vibe. He specifically keeps working with the same people that that well, participated. I, I, in I think Abzu is another. So he one. worked. He worked. He did Abzu and he did the Pathless with the same people. Oh, so. Pathless too. Uh, Pathless yeah. was so fun. Yeah, right. and good music too. All right, and it's the same team from like Journey. Like they just split yeah. off the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. went solo. My number three is <laughs> The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Ooh, I've listened. I listened nice. to the soundtrack the same way Kyle describes putting on soundtracks in the background while he's working and. Man, this, is an on, this is an odd thing like, for me, man. So uh, The Witcher 3 is a soundtrack that I have on all the time. I just think it's, not only is it just really high quality, like the, the overall quality of the mixing and mastering is yes. undeniable. It's amazingly well produced. But also just the writing itself, like as you go from song to song, it's another one of those open world games where they had to programmers and musicians work together to seamlessly tie things together. Now you're in combat, yeah. you're talking to someone, now you're in a city, now you're on a boat. 
So um, you notice it more in some games, but in Witcher 3, it's just a seamless, gorgeous experience. It's really, really good. And so that music, even across the two expansions, which got their own separate soundtracks, they're all on Spotify as separate yeah. soundtracks. And those expansions, they truly... Spared expand, no they, expense. They like, did not. They, no they expand <laughs> on the existing soundtrack, but they're unique. Like, if you go listen to them, especially if you've got a good musician's ear for a lot of this stuff, if you listen to a lot of soundtracks... You'll hear these are different experiences for the game as well as the music. It's really it's probably entirely original. It's like all so, all new. Uh, so so the coolest thing for Witcher Three about me is that you spend so much time in Novigrad for the longest time, and you kind of get used to like that song, if you right. will, the the, yeah. the field music, but the way that it transitions into uh, the combat as well or whatever. And then you go to Skellige. And oh, there's yes, a whole different song. That moment and it's was big. So good. Like that song is so outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like uh and it's it's so interesting to spend so much time getting used to like this is kind of what I would consider the theme of the game. You know what I mean? With the Novigrad, like field music. And then when you go to Skelligan, they're like, nah man, you're gonna spend twice as much time here. And this yep. is the new theme, baby. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it's really good. I, I I love that game a lot. I, I will admit uh this is this is a an omission from forgetfulness for me, and I have to just throw it into my onvens now. This, I can't this think might, of it. This might be something that I I would have tried to fit into my top five because yeah. I, I totally agree with you, Tim. I think I think it's Jeremy Soul Skyrim levels of that dynamic like music, uh, and the way that it accentuates its storytelling, uh, from what you're doing uh, moment to moment. So yeah, well said. That's exactly it. And I, the guy's name is Martin. Something Scandinavian I can't pronounce. So it's a <laughs> amazing. Well, that makes sense. I, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, Prasinski. I don't know. It's some. It's some. It's one of those types of like Scandinavian sure, names. Yes, now. I want to say it's Martin something, but it's just beautiful. So well done. Um, see if Jeff oh. can confirm. Oh that. no, that's not. No. That's a Polish name. Nope. <laughs> you, yeah. I'm no. out. No. Can you say it? Can you say it's it? Like, Beards and beards and wits. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Y's in there. Isn't it, uh, did yeah. I get Martin right though? Is it Martin? Uh, Mar Marson. It's spelled like Marson, like with Marson. Okay, that's close. Uh, close. But but I bet you know it's in Poland. It's like Martin or something what, like. That. What is even that L with a line through it, or like it's a T with the with a sideways like cross? Like, it's pronounced like this. <laughs> so good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's jump to number yeah. two. My number two is. I had to pick one out of this whole series. I like Kyle's approach where you pick a series, but I also kind of like the approach of picking one. So yeah, I, I love one. all of the music from the Legend of Zelda. I love the main yeah. Legend of Zelda theme. So <laughs> if you want to say I put Legend of Zelda theme here, that's where that goes. But the one, if I had to pick one soundtrack out of all of them, I'm going to go with the Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's I, my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. The, yeah. the N64 yeah, yeah. I mean, well, version. That, that game was music focused. You know it's what I mean? very music focused. Yeah. Obviously, you had that instrument that you play. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the, the power in that game is with the music. So that's exactly yeah. it. But everything from the little fort, the, uh, co- um, I'm blanking on it, the Kokiri co- Village. Kokiri Village, yeah. Kokoriki, yeah. It's so cute and adorable and endearing <laughs> right out of the game. And then I still remember the feeling when you get to open, bouncing up and down. when you get to open Hyrule Field, and it's yes. just the the music becomes very epic, and you also yeah. can. See, I'm about to head off on this. When, once you right. eat that owl and you accidentally hit, I didn't hear you. Can you say all that stuff again <laughs> three times in a row? Like, then damn you it! Hear that music. You're so mad, and then you hear that music, and you're like, ah, and it. then you hear it. Um, but then you get to like. Then you get to, whether it's a boss fight or whether it's a cave or the lava caverns yeah. or the water temple, but then you get to Gerudo Village and the music takes oh. this sudden turn where it's like, 
dude. The best. That might be one of my favorite themes in all the video the games ever. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's so, so good. jolly. It's so uplifting. So and oh, and man, then you get, it. and you finally get to the final boss fight against Ganon, and that music is just oh. appropriately epic and and in your yeah. face as it should be. And that I think that soundtrack is just nearly perfect. And um, so it's I absolutely love it. Hardcore on for me for sure. Yeah, hardcore that's. Man. That is uh, my second favorite. Jeff, what would be your number two? We're kind of doing a snake draft here at the end. Oh, right? sure. I understand. And I respect that. I always I'm all, I always like that order, actually. Uh, this one is kind of like the easiest answer, um, but it doesn't make it any less wrong. Uh, it's Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I mean, oh, sure. it's yeah. just the fact that they were able to like get secure all of these massive, massive hits from the 80s. <laughs> uh to further sell their aesthetic uh it was just rockstar was just i mean obviously they're still drowning in cash but they were wiping their ass with it and then handing it to people okay so this soundtrack is so important to people that whenever the new re-release of this game came out and like a lot of the songs were missing it wasn't even a lot it was a few like that was a major contention to people like that's how important the soundtrack is like you're you're like wait a minute i can't listen to michael jackson while i like kill people i don't want to play it then like i (laughs) I literally saw people like make that stance people like well it plays the same i don't care yeah i don't care man if i if if, uh flock of seagulls is not on there i'm out you know like it's like people were that attached that was in the uh, trailer wasn't it wasn't i ran in the trailer yeah and Uh, i ran i ran so far away yeah that's that's the main theme of the trailer yeah it it just sold everything i was like oh they're gonna have songs like this that were like number one yep. hits one hit wonders it's, in it's some bands one of the greatest like, the police and stuff if, like if i want to listen to like 80s music and like no. i'm like i don't want to listen to this music i just want to listen to like a compilation of people i'll always throw on just the vice city soundtrack it don't, don't yeah. go to some it's playlist that's the best of the no 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 no, no. They, don't, don't go rockstar to some already did this 20 years ago they already yeah. collected all the best 80s music <laughs> right and, and, and there are plenty of historians that made their playlists on spotify just trust them yeah, Trust, they did the homework. It's they all in it. their playlist. It's right there, man. Just, just save so your, good. Save your library. Dude, that's that's a good pick. <laughs> I like that one. Kyle, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, which I have a feeling we're going to circle back to here in a little bit, is uh, Final Fantasy, the series, because I cheated and no, screwed you. You son of a bitch. You son of a... No, just... um, <laughs> if you wanted me to pick one, it'd be ten. So uh, I'll do both. I'll do both going forward. I'll tell you the series and I'll say, hey, this is my favorite. Uh, Final Fantasy, uh, I won't spend too much time on this now because I have a feeling we're going to spend a little more time on it later uh, if I can read the future. Why? Uh, I don't know. People like it? Because it's Jeff's favorite. Why? Uh, Jeff specifically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have done one Final Fantasy game. We're talking about that's a that's that, great, that, great. Which one? I don't. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. remake. Okay. Yeah, Seven Remake. Uh, so uh, Dobu Umetsu, you know, he, he's the best in the Dude. he's the best in the biz, man. I mean, he's a free, he's literally a musical genius. He's you know, a musical blew, genius. You know what blew my mind? I've been listening to those piano renditions. I don't know since this game came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I downloaded them on LimeWire for a throwback term. <laughs> LimeWire. And I always thought it was some Kazaa. Yeah, absolutely. I always <laughs> thought it was someone who just kind of like did it on a piano and kind of like threw it up there. I sure. had no idea it was actually him who did that album. Right. Yeah. He's a keyboardist. He's yeah. as much of a composer. He's a keyboardist. So yeah. like he creates and that's the thing about these final fantasy games is like sure in the moment uh if you're talking about newer ones uh there are great orchestral themes but if you go back to the older games like we were talking about like final fantasy 7 is a good example a uh, 10 is a good example that weren't fully orchestrated uh and then you listen to a fully orchestrated version of those songs mm-hmm. it like 
you're having um, and uh, if, maybe for me and Dan, I can't speak for everybody, an almost religious experience listening to these songs, like yeah. where it's wow, like there's so much complexity to this now. It's not just again like bit tunes and stuff like that, and just kind of like computer sounds. It's more distinct, sounds. yeah, because it's, it's like beeps and boops, to put you know? it simply, you know, it's mm. it's it, it's really elevates the music to a different level. And the thing yeah. is, is that there's so many different types of renditions for all these songs yeah. in Final Fantasy. You want to listen to a jazz version of the Final Fantasy twelve soundtrack? It exists. You want to listen to a deconstructed version of the Final Fantasy XII soundtrack where it sounds like BitTune stuff? Someone did that, you know? Yeah, if yeah. you go on YouTube, you could go down a rabbit hole of so many different types of versions of this guy's music. Um, that uh, it, it could be the only music that you listen to for the rest of your life, and like you would never be listening to the same stuff over and over again, you know? It, uh, it, it, well, that's I the think, thing, uh, too. Smooth McGroove has done several versions of the Final Smooth Fantasy songs. Yeah. He's a really cool uh, acapella uh, okay. uh youtube oh, performer dude he's okay. really really good but he's done a lot of these songs we're talking about like a lot of these games we've mentioned he's done themes from them i feel like final fantasy might have gotten the most mm-hmm. just because there's so many iconic themes across yeah. that series um mario might be up there with it too maybe a couple of zelda ones but like he's done a ton of those so yeah but i'm with you like there's so many versions of these tunes yep. because they're so beloved people are like i absolutely listening to it isn't enough i need to create another version yeah. of this so yeah, i can yeah. enjoy it even deeper yeah i, get I, it. I don't know it, like the people listen to this it. music and it inspires them to create art you know what i, I mean love it. like it's 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 powerful stuff man just to kind of name off a few other things uh, that he's done. Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the main theme, did that great main theme. Oh, did he really? I didn't he know that. Wow. Did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Lost Odyssey did the whole soundtrack for that. You know, super yep. super good yep. game. Blue Dragon, super super good game. Fantasian. Um, Fantasian. Yeah, just the absolutely. more recent, just mobile game that's wow, guys. Freaking mobile. Three bangers in a row of games there. Well done. Three uh, absolute. Dude top sellers the music is amazing though yeah i mean brawl yeah it is a top seller absolutely (laughs) no no i meant i meant i meant lost odyssey blue dragon and fantasian oh these are beloved games though you know maybe not top sellers but people love blue dragon and people love lost odyssey these are cult classic games they do indeed so is he are those square games is he a square composer um, I don't think uh, Blue Dragon so, and Lost Odyssey no, were Square, no, right? So, that was, yeah. so that's, all right. But so they, were, when, they, were, um, they were creators from Square that came over and worked on those games, though, am I okay, right? so he was well, able so to Saka, go work Saka for other Gucci, companies. the guy, the man who created Saka Final Gucci. Fantasy, started yep. Mistwalker. Mistwalker created Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, Fantasian more recently, which is like, stuck on mobile. So, so, he, so he, he works, works with specific people, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that all seemed to stem from a Final Fantasy origin, you yeah, know. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guy's done a lot, man. Romance saga, you know. It's just uh, the guy's been in the biz for for a while, so uh, you know. And clearly, he can do so many different styles. Chrono styles, Trigger, so. you know. He also he did Chrono Trigger with uh, yeah. Mutsada and uh, Mutsueda. So. Yeah, I I forgot to mention that uh, earlier. Um, Yasunori Mutsuda, who did um, yeah, Xenogears, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Front Mission. Uh, he also did. Um, front Mission. Uh, Nobuo Metsa. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Good guy. I'm sure we'll talk Love about it. more later. So we can scoop. We can, we can scoop good, along. good pick. And ten out of all those, if you had to pick one, ten is your top. Ten, right? ten yeah. for me. Yeah. Again, I I I fall back. I just shared a a song in the group, a, a Besaid Islands piano. I listened to that. Mm. That was beautiful. That was great. Oh my god. Yeah. He also did uh, uh Lightwave, uh, Eternity Lightwaves of what? It's the Final Fantasy Ten Two theme song, and mm. that is. My absolute favorite Final Fantasy song of all time. Oh wow, really? Uh, Eternity of, of Light Waves, I think it's called. Uh, it is okay. uh, beautiful. I'll share that in the group next. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, but yeah, he he's uh, a legend. Jeff, what's your number two? Hold on, you already did my number two. So I think me, you're on Dan. 
Uh, no, we're Dan. working backwards. Dan Dan hasn't given his number two yet. My number oh, really? two is GTA Vice City. Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad. Dan. Thanks, Dad. Sheesh. Dad's been I'm the one who kids. had an edible. What's going on here? <laughs> Dad, Dad's, Dad finished his Jack and Coke. It's starting to hit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's really stressed out from the, the knuckle grip and drive. He's like, ah, oh, white, white knuckles. White knuckles. <laughs> Um, so Kyle could honestly, Kyle could probably speak to it a bit more because I think he's even more intrinsically connected to this series. But my number two, Kyle, is Metal Gear Solid. Oh, so uh, you so you put him wrong. Okay, you put him in the wrong order. That's cool. <laughs> That's my number one, but we'll get there. Yeah, but yeah, share share your piece. Um, oh, I yeah. mean, talk about a soundtrack that makes a game which already visually just feels like uh, just this epic action series, right? And the music just elevates that even more and also has an iconic theme to it, you know, um, oh and just like little clips, you know, when Snake dies, Snake, Snake, Snake. Yeah, iconic, you know, like yeah. it's just there's, you know, obviously a lot of us grew up with playing um, so PS1 can, PS2. Can I ask you, because as you probably know, Metal Gear Solid 2, 3 and 4 it's a dual composer, so yeah, yeah Perry so Williams up, yeah. that does some of the music, and then I'm so sorry, who, I forgot. Oh my god, my so blank. Ka Kazuki Maroka, Maruka, and yeah, Maruka, yeah. Maki Kirioka. So, so they kind of handle like I would call them the battle themes. You know what I mean? Okay. Like whenever, okay. like, uh, like, uh, you know, you get you get spotted or something sure, like sure, that. Sure, like sure, that's yeah. kind of their music. It leans a little more in synthy and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then Harry Gregson Williams, obviously a uh, he a, is a uh, his mentor was uh, Hans Zimmer. So he he okay. studied at the composer school of Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer was his mentor for many many wow. many years. Gotcha. Harry Gregson Williams, you would know from music uh, from from movies like The Rock. You know, with uh, Sean That's Connery. That's got a good score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you go back and watch The Rock and close your eyes, you're hearing Metal Gear Solid music. Like, it's All literally right. the what? same style of music and stuff like that. Uh, uh, I'm going to need about 30 minutes to talk about this. So why don't you... <laughs> Uh, um, we'll get to my stuff later, you know. <laughs> the the iconic uh, in uh, Snake Eater, the ladder scene, right? Just climbing for however many uh, minutes, right? And so the Snake that, Eater theme kicking that, in, and it just builds up and swells. Snake Eater. Where yeah. again, we're talking about a guy who he's like, I want to grab something that sounds James Bondy, and then created yes, yes. this like. I would just, I let me just be real, ridiculous song, you know, like, <laughs> I think there's much. a line in the song that says, sometimes you're feasting on a tree frog, you know, like, <laughs> it's just bad lyrics, but like, when it's happening, when it's transpiring, you're oh, like, yeah. This is the most fitting thing in the entire world. But I'm pretty sure that was like a placeholder that. line that someone forgot to. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, tree for all right. Music, I mean, really it's so to, good. really made it to print. <laughs> the music is so good. I just want to chime in, too, especially on Sons of Liberty. I know that game gets hated yes. on a lot, but that soundtrack is amazing. Favorite, the whole series. It's my favorite. such too. a good soundtrack. And the, again, right, again London Philharmonic Orchestra does a beautiful rendition of the theme. This is another of, one where you could really like do, go into a rabbit hole of like, there's a lot of techno remixes of yeah. like Metal Gear Solid music. So sure. a lot of like, you know, electronic sure. music and stuff like that, that take like the Metal Gear Solid songs and like really ramp it up into a different genre, you know? And um, yeah, man, good pick, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I like I mean, that one. And again, like, yeah, that's just the, the series is mostly kind of near future where it has, like, like you said, kind of little techno-y bits and stuff. But then, again, you go to three, which is, like, in the 70s. So, you know, they throw a James Bond sort of theme in there. And it's, it's Dude, a there's bit more... so many, like, horns and percussions in the movie. Yeah. Song, you know, um, 
Uh, soundtrack, yeah, it's very good. And then you have these giant mechs that show up, so they kind of have their own little sort of like music yep. that fits that, and it's really epic. So, yeah, uh, the, you know, and and boss battles, the boss battles, yeah. The Japanese side of the composers also create a lot of the ambient music, so a lot of the music is mm-hmm. kind of transpiring when you're out, kind of like sneaking around and stuff like that too. Yep, yep. Uh, Harry Gregson Williams really he composed the like big moments when you're watching one of those like four hour long cutscenes of Metal Gear Solid. Sure, 4, that's all him, baby. You know, like that's that that's makes sense. Him. That makes sense. Um, yeah. you know, he, he's the cinematic guy while the Japanese guys seem to be more the ambient uh, mood setting guys. So, yeah. um, here's, right here's another thing where it's like two, these composers are working on opposite sides of the world. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one's very American. One is very Japanese. Or two and it just, Japanese, it just works. So, and it's somehow there's a symbiosis that goes on with those two sounds. There's no zoom for them to work together on this. No, <laughs> absolutely not. You know, you were sharing really, really bad compressed files. Or something. Like, this is what I got, you know? Like, yeah. and, uh, and it, it was like that band Postal Service. Wasn't that their thing where they would like. Mail each oh, other. Really? Stuff. I thought Is that, that what was... they did. Uh, Tool Maybe does not. that too. Tool creates ah. all their music separate. They don't. They're, they're almost never in the studio together. Sometimes it works, man. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we're gonna start our final round here of number ones with Jeff. Jeff, what's your number cool. one pick? I know we're going out of order here at the end. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, my number one is like, I'm not too high to know the order. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, dude. Hey, by the way, before you get into your number one, I got to tell you this. And this is I mean this like as utmost con- uh, compliments. I think you're a very funny person. Lu- you remind me of Louis C.K. sometimes with some of your <laughs> mannerisms and the way you deliver your timing. Because yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was, I've been listening to some Louis C.K. interviews recently, as he's kind of like coming back into the spotlight a little bit, and in, in yeah. some ways, and I'm just like, dude, Jeff reminds me of this guy, like just the way Minus you deliver. The self, almost like I studied him. Almost like I watched him. Uh, like no, that's not true. That's not true. Jeff's being modest, uh, just like he was uh, playing Bad Boy earlier with the driving stuff. He's playing <laughs> modest now. Uh, I knew Jeff in the eighth grade, and he's always been one of the funniest persons I've ever known. Yeah, oh, so forever, forever, Jeff, forever. Jeff's very Natural. clever. I'm not remotely yeah. as funny. No, but, no, 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 no. But you just no, 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 no. give me some strong no, 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 no. Louis C.K. vibes. Jeff's being so, so modest right now. Right, right and, now uh, when you went, rrr, rrr, I, I totally got a Louis C.K. vibe. But right. minus the self diddling, though, right? Minus the self diddling. Yeah, yeah. He's a non-no <laughs> comment. Just on, <laughs> just on his like stage performance and his communication <laughs> style. All right, Jeff, what's your number one game? For uh, my number one is by a somebody who's primarily known for composing in film and TV. But uh, and he's got the oh man the unenviable task of having to score the Lord of the Rings TV show. I think I know who this is. Very yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I know what he game scored, this is. He scored my favorite. This is the like immediately. This was number one for me. It's God of War. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yes. I mean, this talk about slaps do, or do, do. or what? What? What's the other one? Slap rips. What's the other one? Rip. One of I you mean, said it. I don't slap. remember. It just that anyway, shit it does that all shit the slaps. things that the kids say. Yeah. It does it's it all. Fo- it's foyer. It's foyer. <laughs> it's foyer. It's foyer. It's foyer. Foyer. You gotta put yeah, an O in fire. You gotta it's put an O in fire. It's foyer. It's like the most perfect. And the scores in the games have always been good. It's just, I feel like he buried it. Was on, a, it was on a different level. It yeah, had this Nordic yeah. element to it, right? It went, it went yeah. up. It was exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It added you're, all you're, the Norse mythology sounds and Viking sounds to it, like the low singing voice, the throat singing. And like the, uh, yep, yep. I don't know, man, just the right amount of rock to it, like with modern instruments that you yep. kind of can't really hear, but he manipulated it to make it sound like it fits back then or whatever. 
Um, it, holy crap, dude. I mean, this one of the greatest is just E3 moments, right? I mean, remember, like, that coming on and then Kratos being in the shadow and you're like, yeah. this, is this God of War? Is this nobody knew what that score was. This is, this is what I wanted to bring up, Dan, is I remember at E3 when, like, I think it was I think it was the opener for the PlayStation yes, yeah, Conference. Yeah, it, yes, it was. And, like, it was just a full orchestra yep. there yep. in the there in the theater or whatever. They played for, like, five minutes. And, and they played the whole song. He was and, directing. Like, uh, He's directing the yeah, yeah. Closing, right? conducting was, sorry conduct, yeah, conducting yeah, yeah, yeah. no it, it yeah. was it, like I didn't see I wasn't a guy who knew what was going on because like I'm I was kind of a casual oh, I didn't know at all fan yeah. until so I was just like I don't know what this is but like I'm totally captivated right now. Yeah. I thought it might just be like here's some PlayStation bests I didn't that's know who I thought, this was I thought it was start up a sizzle reel or something yep. yeah that's what I thought that's what I thought at the time yeah but and, now but now that music yeah. is unmistakable for God of War like, yeah it's, yeah yeah. It's immediately iconic, like immediately. It's, he's back for two, right? He has to be. Is he? Is he? Oh yes, he did I, do I, Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, he also I, did Call of Duty Vanguard. One oh, of the yeah, best. Oh yeah, I remember cons. you mentioning that. Uh, Hans Zimmer did like make a the, paycheck, I, man. I think Hans Zimmer did like the worst Call of Duty ever. So he, I forget. He helped. I, was, uh, he helped. Lauren it was Valve the Kevin. It was Kevin Spacey. I think it was the Kevin oh, Spacey. Yeah. Kevin Spacey one. I yeah, think it was. I know it was one of the ones that people didn't love, and I was like, yeah. oh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, he had a. Right, I guess he uh, had a light movie year that year. It was mainly Lauren Valve's gig. I remember this. Lauren Valve did the latest Mission Impossible movies, the ones that have. Mm. A ripping, freaking amazing score. Uh, he's he's the one that did that, but he's a protege of Hans, and he took the lead on it, and Hans just put his name on it. To, like, I like how Hans it. Zimmer just like pull, like pollinated and put out all of his yeah. little proteges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got like three or four like little proteges that are just That's like really nice. Really do my know, bidding. Yeah. My name is uh, Don Himmer. Hans Zimmer and Ramin, Harry Ramin Javadi is one of them from uh, from Westworld and Game of Thrones. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. he's one of his proteges. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that yeah, he yeah. was uh, a Hans Zimmer protege. He literally just called Hans and was like, "Can I just come to your studio and like work there?" He's like, "I don't know about that." Uh, so yeah. the the first time I heard of Bear McCreary <laughs> was when I watched The Walking Dead because he did that soundtrack. He did that and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And yeah. so the first oh, time my, I I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> blowing my mind right now. Yeah. But I I remember I remember. Okay, this is back when Walking Dead was universally loved. Okay, before sure. it, like, so whatever, very popular. Stark, whatever. So what, okay. the first yeah. season? Is that what you mean? I, I, maybe. Second season, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But people anyway. The three. Season, first yeah. three. First people three. People liked the third season, but people hated the second season because of the I first. hated it because I love the governor arc. And before, just, me too. I love the governor it. arc. Yeah, yeah, I liked all of it. This is before yeah. people were pretty much just saying, please just end this show. Like, that's the the vibe so I get now. season four and on was the please end this show. Yeah, so I remember as I was catching up on that show and every time the opening would come on, I wouldn't skip it. And I was like, who is this composer? There's something about this intro yeah. that i just really dig it's the so vibe good, dude it's the... and i, did, I didn't know that was like the same guy that that did Star galactic and all I, did, I had no idea that's crazy and did god of war too so it, there's I definitely something i can't say about walking dead uh is uh even though i wish i show were dead and not walking uh, <laughs> is that uh not once during those early seasons when when bear was doing that show was i like the music is terrible in this show Never like it was that. always good Never. Like, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that carries over in God of War. I just played the really opening, oh, whatever, 45 minutes or so of that game, up to up to the first kind of big was, fight. The score is so good. I, I, I got, I got past the stranger. The, yeah. the score yeah. just it pulls you in immediately as yeah. you realize this big emotional transition is happening for these characters. Thing. Like right away, it's like, oh man, this heavy thing happened, and this relationship is strained. I don't know why yet. Like I remember that feeling, and the music just we talked about this a lot. Music 
takes whatever's happening and makes and elevates it if it's done correctly obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it'll elevate it and boy did baron curry's score elevate it so yeah good. and without that score that i don't think the the uh the blades of chaos or whatever whatever they're called the re- oh when you get when you go back and get those yeah yeah when you go back and get, i don't think that would have hit as hard as it did without the uh, obviously obviously it had to be visually cinematic too but oh, without dude, that, that score moment. swelling and like Doing that low, oh, like it's just oh, doesn't hit the same dude. I can't imagine anybody else like doing rowing this. back as he, to the as he rows like, and as he yeah. as he digs to get him out. Oh my gosh, chills just and the, thinking and about a certain it. person yeah, appears yeah. too, and you're like, oh, yeah. sh- like this person's here, like yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What? What a moment! What? Oh my god, so it's one of the all right. greatest games of all time. Kyle, guys. let's let's move over to yours because I think we've talked about it a little bit. But give me yeah. any final thoughts on your number one pick for favorite you know, school. Um, other than and if I had to pick one, um. Guys, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> two, two, I, I maybe. Metal Gear Solid, uh, we're talking about. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid series, I like. There'd be no way at gunpoint. Yeah. I would say four. I think four is the most complex mm. of all the soundtracks. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of different. You you globe trot in that game, so there's a lot of yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different styles of tones and stuff like that. Uh, you also have a moment in Metal Gear Solid Four where the original song from the credits of Metal Gear Solid One, uh, the best is yet to come replays while you're walking through shadow moses during act mm. or yeah it's just such a mind-blowing game. moment like. and it might be one of my favorite moments in gaming ever you know and and it's because of the song you're, you're talking mm. about it, it, you're talking about invoking finishing for me what cemented why i play video games for story like metal gear solid one by the time i beat that game it was so cinematic for its time and, and both its music uh it and and it both was. its uh, you know, uh, uh, voice acting and mm-hmm. uh, just the way that they they use real camera shots for like, you know, yep, yep, yep. like there's an actual camera Dynamic. on set. Yeah, it's like, it, it was just when you finish that game, you were overwhelmed with the sense that you just like experienced a, a movie almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A cinematic experience. And um, but interactive when, too, when, because of the, the jewel, yeah. the CD jewel case you have to reference at one point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a reading your memory it's a card. Like... It's a multimedia experience. I'm so sorry for the people who bought this game used and it, it didn't come with any of that stuff. Uh, yeah. It was probably a bad yeah. time for you. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was one of those things where you're evoking. So that credits moments when you finish that game, I'm telling you, for me, it was a cementing moment in the growth of myself as a gamer. So when you play that song, you're bringing me back to that moment of like, oh That's my cool. God, this is why I love games. This is why I keep on gaming. This is why I like story games. This is this is what shaped me as a gamer was that song cementing that experience. And now you're walking through a 3D, you know, HD environment recreation yeah. uh, of the original game. And it, 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 it hits hard just because of that, but it would it hits harder because of that song. You know what I mean? Um, and that series is filled with moments like this, where like yeah, uh, when Metal Gear when Metal Gear Solid uh, Ray escapes from the tanker at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid Two, and the orchestral oh my god, fells up so hard and revolving the ship in half like, is up there just like giving his soliloquy about whatever you know politics or whatever you know. Oh, and it, and it's like the, it's the most Politics. amazing moment by the by the time that everything's like sinking and burning and everything oh like God. that like you literally exhale when the song cuts off suddenly yeah. <sighs> like and it's just like yeah. you're talking about music that's controlling your emotions you know and um yeah he's the this series is the best at that in my opinion i agree um I so agree. Eh, it's, it's, my does, it does, it's brilliant dan what's your number one i can't fathom what it might be um 
It's uh, that Peppa Pig game that just came out. It's I um, thought it was going to be Barbie uh, <laughs> Maui Adventure or whatever. Yeah. Barbie Maui. It's called My Friend Peppa Pig. Get it right. <laughs> my, my apologies. Um, yeah. So Final Fantasy VII specifically, because um, that is my favorite Final Fantasy, and it does have overall my favorite soundtrack. Um, definitely the most songs that I like in the in the game as a whole. Uh, yeah. But obviously, I love pretty much the entire soundtrack. Um, there's a um, there's just like the main crystal theme that um, Distant Worlds does, and it's on. I think it's actually on the second album. I don't know why it's not on the first. You would think that would have been one of the first songs that they sort of redid. But um, every time I hear that song, it 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 still gives me goosebumps, and I actually get a little teary eyed because it's just like it, I immediately get thrusted back into being like a kid when I was like 15 and yeah. I was over my friend Brandon's house, which I've told this story before. He's the one that introduced me to final fantasy. Um, he was like, Brandon, you created the monster, <laughs> he did, which is funny. Cause now he, he like barely gives a crap about it, like video games. Really? Like it's just kind that's of my sad. friend. That's my friend, Danny. He introduced me to Will saw and now he doesn't game at all. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, sure. Sensei. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sensei. You have failed me. me. Yeah. Betrayed me? Um, I must cut you down. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's just this this entire series, and obviously the music is just so important to me. I love it so much. Nobu Oematsu, like we were saying earlier, is just a genius. Um, he can obviously do so many different styles because it's like you have Final Fantasy one through five, which is like medieval fantasy, and then six, which is like what like steampunk, like sort of fut- like tech, future te- like, but like still kind of fantasy. And then you jump to seven, eight, and nine, which is like a mixture of all sorts of things. But then nine goes back to to medieval. And then ten is like I don't even know how to describe ten. Like what is even like the style of ten? Like I mean, like, there's sci fi there's sci fi elements to like some of the music, but it's um it's like this. Weird, I don't know. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't it, tell you. Yeah, it is. It is genreless. It's, it's just, like a little. It reminds me a little bit of Chrono Cross, right? Like a little bit tropical island yeah. sort of vibes. Yeah, like, some, well, yeah, some some of it. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. future stuff because there's Xanarkin. So then, like the music. By the way, like, that that to Xanarkin song when you start up the game or whatever. You want to talk about a suck in like with, <laughs> like that'll pull with, you in, man. God, yeah. God of War levels of like suck in or whatever. It's just that. that <laughs> That piano. Keep saying it. Like, keep yeah. saying suck in. Just keep saying <laughs> it. Um, what you gonna do? That, that piano. You take out. You then, suck it in. I'll suck it. Suck it. <laughs> and then Titus starts his narration or whatever. Like that's a really good opening. But again, like that's an opening that only works with both parts of music and yeah. visuals. You know, uh, coinciding. That's together. what I do at yeah. the pool and at the beach. You suck it in. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as as the I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of that lately. I've been trying to lose weight. So. So. <laughs> So I think 10 is where Nobu um, kind of stopped doing the mainline ones as, like, the main guy. I think then they started using some other, like, as um, uh, who did 15. Because 15 is actually really far up there for me. And now I feel stupid because I remember I remembered well, her name so well. Well, you're looking that up. Uh, the, the music in Final Fantasy is so good that in Final Fantasy 15, they're like, you know what your car music's going to be? All the music that we've made over the years. <laughs> right. That's how competent and confident they yeah, are we'll in their own music. put a mix of all the old music. Yeah, they're um, like, you, know, you listen to every song we've ever done in, in the car radio, you know. So, um, 15s uh, is uh, Yoko Shimamura, who is who does all pretty much all of the Kingdom Hearts music. So, which is makes another, sense. Yeah. I guess that music's We'll get okay. to that. It's on my honor. <laughs> it's, it's okay, yeah. I guess um, uh, Simple okay. and Clean is one of the greatest songs of all time, so everyone needs to chill out. Right? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Everyone uh, calm down. It's fine. Yeah, uh, you guys, Sanctuary by Utada Hikaru? Come on, guys. All right? The theme <laughs> hold for... On, hold on. We're, we're bearing off track. We're bearing <laughs> off track. <laughs> we but, don't I do mean, that. Basically, all of the entire Final Fantasy music is fantastic. Even even the ones that, to me, it's like, this is my least favorite Final Fantasy, but goddamn, is this music still amazing. Like, even 13's, like, it, over like the soundtrack isn't my favorite, but there's still some like it's still not bad music at all. There's nothing bad about that soundtrack. Actually, I would say that 13 like, is actually one of my favorite soundtracks of all the games, to be sure. honest. Sure. Any guesses like, on how old Uematsu is today? Uh, uh, 80. S- late 60s? 70s? 63. Early 70s? Okay. 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 So 63. I was a little off. So when he first kicked things off with Final Fantasy, I mean, he did other games earlier, but Final Fantasy sure. is what really launched him, the original Final Fantasy game. Uh, that was an 87, which is what? How long is that ago now? 25 years? No, but 35 36. years ago. This dude was a he was a baby when he was making music. Like he yeah. was barely barely college age when he started doing this stuff. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, just a, just I'm a sorry. career guy. To- mm-hmm. Totally didn't even mention uh, one winged angel because literally every distant world show dun, ends dun, with one dun, winged dun, angel. Dun, <laughs> like dun. literally they <laughs> chant. Yeah, a, a, a freaking choir goes Sephiroth. Like an yeah. entire choir, like says the name of the villain of this game. Like it's just yep. uh, if, if you can like like hum or again like like what I was doing like sing the tune of a song like you know that it's like embedded like in you yeah. uh, in terms of like a hook and stuff like that. And uh, again, like you could you could uh, acapella if you will that whole One Wing of the Angel song and like because uh, yeah. like everyone everyone knows it. It's a song that most people know <laughs> if you listen to video game music. Um, rendition yeah. of it in uh, Advent Children's amazing, and they've done so many renditions of that song. You know, uh, Final Fantasy VII um, uh, remake. Remake, yeah. Yep. Just really, just and then it just elevates it because now it's like fully, fully orchestral, and like they redid yeah. stuff. You know, um, there's actually a yeah. new song in there which I've mentioned before, Ignition Flame, which is Chapter Four when you fight the um, the guy with the long hair, the the soldier guy on the bike who's just cackling and being a weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. That song that plays during that fight is now one of my favorite Final Fantasy songs of all time. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's amazing. Guys, I'm looking at all the stuff about Final Fantasy music, and I have to call this out. I don't know what this is. If you're on Wikipedia, you'll stumble across stuff. I was not looking for this, but there's there was a eight-part, you guys probably know this, an eight-part drama miniseries called Final Fantasy XIV Dad of Light. Yes. Yep, yep. That was on Netflix, I think, actually. Dad of Light? <laughs> I didn't know that. How do I not know about this? So this is, uh, yeah, it's a whole story between a father and son, and I think oh, they, they go close through Final Fantasy yeah. 14. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I actually watched all these feel-good, like, video game dogs. There was a WoW one, too, where it's like, this guy and this girl met on WoW, and they ended up getting married, and their entire lives changed, and I'm like, oh yeah, sign me up for that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna be, you I'm gotta... gonna be making my kids call me this. So. <laughs> Perfect. You gotta watch the documentary about the make. I think it's called "Thank You for Playing." It's about the mm-hmm. making of the that Dragon Cancer game, oh, which is not okay. a great game. But the documentary, makes I watched it. it lo- oh my god, dude! King of Kong from back in the day. If you're a, if you're you're a, a human, human in that movie. Did you ever watch the King of Kong? That was the doc- yes. documentary. Yeah, yeah, the one that's about like Billy, that's my favorite. Whatever his name is, Billy. The Billy, guy Billy bullshitter. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> he. Uh, it's really great. It's it's about these two guys who are rivaling to beat the highest score uh, for Donkey Kong or whatever. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's amazing. It's it's like one of the original like uh, documentaries for video games. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, guys. My number one. We talked about this series a lot, so thankfully I won't spend more than a couple minutes on it. But mine's Final Fantasy VI. 
is my top soundtrack. So, uh, again, listening through all as many of these as I could, kind of just going like, think, looking at kind of the roster of tracks, top to bottom. Like nothing beats this for me personally, and I, mm-hmm. I acknowledge that a lot of nostalgia is attached to it. But I just oh, feel sure. like everything from Tara's theme to each city that you go into to Shadow's theme to the Kefka theme. And yeah, a lot of the songs back then were just called character name theme. I get that. But they're still just absolutely gorgeous. So memorable. Yeah. And the melodies were just oh, yeah. just perfect. I don't know how I don't know how these this individual composer came up with so many iconic melodies just over and over and over and over again. Just so you're humming tiny. it you're humming it in your head right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. It's just, it's... So for me it's the same thing. Tara's theme playing as the mechs are walking through the snowy field to start that game. And uh, and that theme runs throughout the game, of course, because since she's the central character. But man, what a uh, what a great soundtrack that is! What a phenomenal game too. That helps, but that that soundtrack sticks with me. Sabin and Edgar and their, you know, their theme together. It's just all so so good. Um, but I won't and, I won't wax eloquent too much more on that one, other than to say that's the one. that if you put that soundtrack on, I'll stop whatever I'm doing and just listen to that whole thing. So, again, no, okay, so I was going to say it speaks a lot to the, again the fact that the tecto- the technology was limited. And yeah. to be able to get that much out of it and it's that distinct and it's what sticks with you is yeah. like that just says a lot, you know, big time. Um, and let me, let me just add that, uh, you know, to, to say it's, it's not nostalgia glasses for, or ears for you, Tim, you know, like uh, because they created a whole video game called Final Fantasy Theatric Rhythm, which is just <laughs> yeah. you're gonna listen to the music and play a <laughs> style game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how iconic all this music is, that's is that they could build a whole bit. Vi- they built two whole video games off of it. Uh, you know, just around the music and you just like playing a simple, you know, uh, a button pad game, you know, uh, to match it. So, uh, right, it's so not, it's not the man. It's, it's the best in the biz, you know? So here's how we'll handle on men's on, or honorable mentions just for the sake of time. And I, by the way, I love this conversation. It's very positive. It's just full of lots of like gushing and it's exciting, but for the sake of time, cause there's a lot of other stuff I want to cover in the next 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much longer we've got here. I'm just going to list the games without saying anything about them that were considered for me. And I'll, you know, you guys can do the same thing. So here's where, here were other games that were close, but didn't make my top five in this particular ranking. Uh, no particular order, not even alphabetical here. Uh, Death's Door, so we could into Super Mario World, Horizon Zero Dawn, Valheim, Uncharted 4. Believe it or not, Far mm. Cry 5. Far Cry 5 gets a lot of crap, but that soundtrack and the songs they created are crazy good. God of War, Donkey Kong Country, Mass Effect, Halo, Last of Us, Chrono Cross, Near Automata. Yes. I won't yeah. say much more. Yeah, oh, damn, Automata. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Spirit Farer, and The Artful Escape. Those were all on oh, my man. short list. Artful Escape, damn. Dan, what if there, it, maybe you don't have a list, but like, what are some that we didn't get into, but you would just want to at least mention, hey, I consider yeah. these. Um, I had Kingdom Hearts on the list, and then I was like, no, shoot, Metal Gear Solid. Like, that that sneak is, sneaks ahead a little bit for me. But, like, Kingdom Hearts definitely has that nostalgia for sure. Um, Donkey Kong Country, the, yes. that series specific. David, is it Wise or Weiss? Um, dude, excellent music. Um, yeah, like you mentioned. It's very distinct. Um, uh, like you said, near automata. I can't believe I completely that would have that actually probably would have edged something else. That like, that that's on my on men's, and it, it just I couldn't sneak it in, but it deserves a top ten for sure. Yeah. Um, Hollow Knight actually has a really pretty excellent soundtrack. Um, that game is very distinctly visually awesome, but uh, the music is also really good. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's Zelda, like you said, and then um, 
What was that? What was the first one that you mentioned, Tim? I said Death's Door. No, no, no. So, on your, of your main list. Oh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, Orion Blind Forest. Yes, thank you. Th- that yeah, would yeah. that would have been another. That was my number. That was my number five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Kyle, what are some of your on men's? Uh, I'll just skip over some of the ones we've already talked about or some of they all brought up. I, I do want to double down and say Halo. I think it's objectively one of the greatest of all time. Uh, I Am Setsuna, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, The Last of Us. Um, those would be the, the big ones that haven't been mentioned already. Good calls <laughs> on all those. Jeff, what are some that you considered that didn't quite make Ghost it? of Tsushima yeah, and uh, yep. Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. When, they, when they totally nail a good superhero theme where I'm Dang. like, yeah, you pump your fist when they shoot up. Yeah. And they <laughs> nailed it. Sucker Punch or whoever. No, Suck a punch, Insomniac. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they, nailed, yeah. Oh, yeah. they totally yeah. nailed it, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, anyway, okay. um, uh, Last of Us Part Two kind of blew me away. And Halo Infinite, I felt, was like the most dynamic version of that score we've ever gotten. That it is. Like I agree cool. with that. It is. Um, and Doom 2, <laughs> just OG. <laughs> I just yeah. love that game so much. Uh, and this is a cheat. This is a cheat. Rock Band 2. The best no, selection of songs they've ever done. No, that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> just like Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Cheater. <laughs> Not cheating. <laughs> Hey, if Zach Braff can win a Grammy for compiling music for Garden State, then God damn it, Jeff can. Yeah, exactly. Jeff can true. Pick a, Jeff can pick a studio. Yeah, whoever picked the there. music for that just he laughed his way to the bank with that paycheck. He was like, "This is so easy." Just like <laughs> so easy. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I love ta- I love talking. Of course, we love ranking video games, our favorite gaming experiences. But music is such a key part of that. I like. I'm so glad we took our time to really just celebrate the amazing music that's out there. And it's funny. Just that throwing out mentioned. a lot of pee everywhere. Just a lot of pee. A lot of, a lot of positive warm, all over pee. So much warm, pee, dude. So much pee. God, just warm, so embracing pee all, like all over us. For those of you who don't know just... what they mean, positivity. Okay. Yeah, uh, positivity. sure. Positivity. Sure, too. Obviously, yeah. positivity. Positivity, too, right? Glowing. Well. Almost is, like a... as well, I guess. Kind of glowing <laughs> pee, right? Like a, glowing, yeah, yeah. a glowing, maybe sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. little sticky. Yeah. a goldish hue, you know? It's funny you mentioned Spider-Man. Well... That's a great way to segue into what we're playing right now, because I just started playing Spider-Man Remastered on PC, and I can confirm, because I think my playtime on it's like 80 minutes or something like that, and I can confirm that music. I'm just like, dude, I forgot how good the the score is on this. Mm, it's yeah. so good. Right out of the jump, as you're going through that first mission in the Fisk Tower, and then you get out to the open world, and you're doing some smaller missions here, and that's just like, dude, this music is... Yeah, it's unreal. And it picks up when you're, especially if you die from a top of a yes. building, it's like, like, and it just swells. So good. It's so good. Man, the harder you swing, that's what she said. So I'm playing Spider Man Remastered on PC. I can confirm it's absolutely gorgeous. Now, I don't have the kind of funds in this life to get a 4K monitor right in my face and all that kind of stuff, but I've got a 1440p monitor. It looks very good. I've got all the ray tracing and hdr stuff turned up as high as i can with that resolution and, and dlss is active by default on this game and it looks gorgeous it looks absolutely stunning and, uh, and i'm sure that if you've got even better gear than i do uh it, with your pc it's going to look even better um but man is it is it a beautiful game and it's running so smoothly and so i, I played it for a while on my pc loved it Oh, by the way, I believe they even added the feature where you can use, and I haven't tried this, but you can use your DualShock controller on your PC to play it, which I haven't tried that at all yet, because I think with the, the haptic triggers or whatever, they wanted to make sure you could do that stuff. I'm just using a standard Xbox controller through my PC, and it's yeah, working yeah. great. Working great. Um, it is funny on a game like that to see like the Xbox button prompts. On <laughs> stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. 
It's PlayStation like, coolness, no, but no, no. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's just so good. And I also wanted to mention, I'm playing it on the Steam Deck a little bit. I I went downstairs and was sitting on the recliner while kids were doing their own thing, at, you know, after work, and and they were just kind of it was before dinner time, so I was playing it, sitting on the recliner. I was like, dude, this it looks and runs amazing on the Steam Deck. I had to tweak a couple things to make sure my battery life didn't die in like an hour, but um. With a full charge, it's telling me I've got two hours of gameplay with my settings that I've got it set on now, with the brightness not too high. That way it doesn't drain the battery super fast. And looks fantastic. Controls great. I did a bunch of ba- – I was thinking maybe with the handheld, some of those battles I might prefer an old-school controller, but I really think it plays well, and it's very, very responsive. And you do have the option – and I'll talk about the Steam Deck in a little bit. You do have the option of streaming from your computer if you want to the Steam Deck if you're sitting close enough to it. So you can actually have your computer run it and then kind of like Vita PS4 style if you guys ever mm. did that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't tried – I do want to test that out a little bit and see how smooth that is. But running natively right off of the Steam Deck runs great, looks great. And, uh, dude, I think I might spend some time replaying this. It's been a while. And yeah, I, 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 I replayed it the one of the most the year, fun replays. And, uh, I actually liked it better the second time, even though I loved it the first time. So. Yeah, yeah, same so here, gl- same I'm here. so glad it's on. Actually, you know what? I think that was my third time beating it because I wanted to get the oh, okay. platinum. Uh, so I beat that one three times in Miles Morales. Got it my first time. I know there's, went, went, I know there's went back a, and did all the DLC. I know there's yeah. a good chunk DLC's of folks so who good. totally missed yeah. this game because it's console only and one console only. So it's cool that it's that it's on PC and also the fact yeah. that you can play a game like this on the go still blows my mind. Like I was I, surprised I to see that like Eurogamer and PC gamer like gave it like a seven out of ten. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, oh, they're, they're just dumb. Asleep at the dumb. wheel right now. Like, what? well, if you look at the medic, the Metacritic average is still like eighty nine or something for the remastered version specifically. So I'm it's... sure it's probably something like, oh, when you get down to the ground, it's kind of lifeless because you can't. That's do what anything. they think. <laughs> no, I've read the review. It's exactly what both of them said. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a superhero yeah. game. You're swinging around. You're fighting. Yeah, you know? and I don't, I don't understand the whole. It's like, what do you? So you want it in a live city? We're not there yet. I don't know what to tell you. you know well, what I mean? also, what it's, is he? It's what are you freaking alive? I don't know. It's I, a lot. They want it like New York, though, where it's like yeah. pe- like a thousand people on one street. You know, no standing game traffic. does that. Like it's just so. exact. No one, no one does that. So it's like we would have to say that about all games. Like when I like, why are there not uh, a thousand people living in? The I've created a standard here? that no one's reached yet, and this doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, like when you go to the main city, like no, the main Novigrad city in The Witcher, like there's like a hundred people in their tops, yeah. you know, and it's supposed to be like a city that houses thousands of people. Like, just shut up. Like, we're not there yet. You know? Like, <laughs> so I, I can confirm at least at least uh, uh, right out of the gate here, it's a great port to the PC of Spider-Man Remastered. And, uh, this is great news for Sony. You know what I mean? Like this is like I really hope Sony sees this is like a really positive thing. Like yeah. getting this into more people's hands. You know, uh, people really uh, jazz about playing it and stuff like that. You know, um, yeah. I ho- and I, I hope they continue to put out more of their games on PC because it's it's keeping them competitive. I think. Yep. So I that just came out today. We're recording this on Friday the twelfth, and that just released today on PC. So. Uh, I do recommend it, or at least wish list it on Steam or something, and grab it when it hits a sale inevitably here in the near future. And uh, it's so so good, so worth, it. especially if if you haven't played it. This is a great way. I mean, get on the PS5 if you've got a PS5. Why not play it on your couch? But this is also a great way to play that game. Another game that came out this week that was a pretty significant release. It's on Xbox Game Pass. It's not incredibly significant, but it's a pretty big deal. And that's Two Point Campus. It was delayed from May earlier this year and pushed back till now. It's on, it is on right Game Pass. Right in time for, for, you know, college to right, start never, back up. Back to so, school. Back to school, everybody. Perfectly timed. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's on PC and Xbox Game Pass. I believe you, you can purchase it almost anywhere else. I think it's even on Switch, too. Um, I've been playing this game for a little bit. 
maybe about an hour total. I, I think I finished the first little tutorial school and started the second one. And I'll give you my quick take on it. It's a lot like Two Point Hospital, which I already thought was a fantastic game, a lot of fun, that strategy management style of game with the nice little dabs of humor and silliness to kind of keep it light. They didn't want you to play a hospital game and feel... Because I've played those... There was one I played called Project Hospital that was actually really a downer because you're actually treating real... Oh, God. Things. Oh, like, oh, real treatments? Like, yeah, terrible. it's like a real sicknesses or whatever. Pass. This is sad. So this is very like people's heads are light bulbs and that, you know, that's the kind of diseases you have to heal or like a clown sickness in Two Point Hospital. So Two Point Campus takes that silliness and continues it. I mean, the ma- the first class you start with is called, uh, is it Scientology? No, it's no, science, Scientology. Scientology. Yeah. Science. Yeah. I had to do a double take when I first saw Close. that. Too. Same here. I was like, wait, what the hell are they trying what? to pull so, but I, I, I think it's incredibly charming. It is not dramatically different from its predecessor. So if you're expecting them to have taken these huge strides and no, it's the exa- same exact type of game, but they, it's just better. It's just a better version of what they did before. What do you guys think who are, who are playing this game? I actually uh, switched to, <laughs> I switched to playing with controller. Cause I was like getting, I was like just too stupid to figure out the, the right keys to hit, to shift the camera. So I was like, I'll just I'll switch to a controller. And I'm surprised at how intuitive it is, it is on controller because these Same. games are notoriously hard to map the right buttons and stuff to controllers. Like, they just are because they're designed to be PC games, really, uh, where you use your mouse and stuff to, to move the camera around and whatnot. But, yeah, so, I yeah, it's just two-point hospital, but, you know, some, some better mechanics and stuff. And, and it's obviously a different environment, so you have different goals, uh, like getting all the students to pass or whatever, or uh, staff satisfaction. Um, yeah, and li- I like that you mentioned the comedy because the science lab, the, one of the first things that you do is like create a science lab. And that's the first thing you see the students do. And they go up to this, I don't know, this thing that lights up or whatever. And they like hit it with a hammer or something. I, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know. It makes no there. sense at all. I don't even know what that machine is. <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. Well, they don't either. Their grades are not great for that first class. And then they get yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. The humor just hits hits for me. Uh, the IGN reviewer who was like, Comedy doesn't work. Style doesn't work. I'm like, oh, so you didn't play Hospital, or you did, and the style works completely. What are you talking yeah, about? No, the style's like all of it. I would say. Yeah, exactly. That's like <laughs> if, if this if this art style and the comedy, because uh, those go hand in hand, do not work for you, then I mean that's the entire game, man. You can't just yeah. be like, I like putting couches down or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, fun. Yeah, fun. I'm. I'm really. I'm. I was gonna write this. I didn't play two points. These are not my games. You know what I mean. Yeah. I. I don't, I don't know. I don't like its genre. It's not really my thing. Anyway. Um. I. I just kind of like on a whim put it on this evening, and I got to through my second year. Um. And uh, I love this game. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's super great. Uh, yeah. I'm in the middle of a weed epidemic at my school yeah. right now, and it's yeah, lowering all my students' grades. Had a really bad second year, dropped down to seventy percent, uh, you know, uh, pass average because uh-huh. of the weed epidemic. So, I have but to it's, literally, it's literally it's literally weeds that need to be gardened. That's what yeah. that is, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Oh, that's I funny. I had no idea what's going on. Kyle's like, I thought everyone was stoned. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I had I had a significant <laughs> drop because I had like an 88% like uh, average of like passing or whatever. And then my second year, it dropped like 10 whole percent. Well, that's, I, I mean, that's I the kind home. of, that's the kind of humor that they use. Like it's a weed <laughs> epidemic at a college that's hurting everyone's grades, but it's literally gardening and you need to hire more janitors. That's to help so clear funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's affecting people like it's smoking yeah. weed. But oh, it's that's really why that headline doesn't Oh, you have to have, you have to The janitors will take care of it, I believe. Oh, I got to hire more janitors then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. I mean, you could spruce up real rooms and like they'll level up, you know, in terms of like how yeah. much uh, how much progress people are getting out of it. You know, yeah. I got my second building finally, so now I, I put like all the student like that's my student center, so it's like that's where I'm mm-hmm. housing all the students and everything. Uh, I think it's really weird that like there's just one like I just built a room and put like 20 beds in it, you know. And I'm yeah. Like, this is not what college is. These are these are barracks. This is yeah. not a <laughs> this is not a college experience. But uh, whatever. I so think I, college go, I go more, overboard. Kyle. I build like the little dorm rooms that I think are like you can two make by three. Rooms. So I, I think I am gonna do that because I. I would rather that. That's, I that's what I do. So I'll do a little right two now. by three. Here's your bed, your desk, your whatever, like all the little pieces. And then you can actually save that template and then just quick copy. Okay, so that, that's what it. I wanted to say. So my big thing was, is that you could pick up entire rooms and just move them to somewhere else instead of like rebuilding them or deconstructing yeah, them. Or you I'm can like, copy this is, a whole room. You can just say, you can copy, copy a whole room. And, absolutely. And it, yeah, it yeah. just feels so good. Uh, everything about it feels intuitive. And like, again, this, this is not my genre. And like, I meshed with it immediately. You know what I mean? Uh, just the way that it was yeah. explaining everything to you, the ease of access, like on a controller, as Jeff was saying, was like surprising, you know, just like little quick, quick hits of LB and RB put you in a different pass of the menu and stuff like that. And then you just take over the joystick hit X and you're just going through stuff. Like it, it's really, really, really easy. You know, uh, I'm sure it's way easier with a mouse and stuff like that, but for them to, to, to nail that portion of it, and, and 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 I don't know other games that have done that. You know what I mean? I I, I feel like I, I played The Sims 4 originally on PS4, and it was a nightmare. Like it, oh, it controlled like garbage. It was awful. Um, you know, this yeah, is not that at all. So. It's not. It's not very like I played Tropico. Um, I think it was four or five, and like the controls are actually pretty solid. Like it's definitely nice. hit or miss with those style of games. Like I can't like I can't imagine playing a Civilization game like with a you know mm-hmm. ma- like ma- uh, with a controller. You know, like that just seems like a game that would just only work with a mouse and keyboard. You know, uh, but they they really nailed it with this one. So it's also lightweight enough that they don't really punish you. A lot of these management games, like if you misstep and head down a wrong path, you might not know it for like an hour more. And then you realize, like, crap, I invested in they, the wrong thing in your They screw. start you with a lot of money, too. They start you with so a lot of money, but they also, yeah. like, you don't get horribly punished. You'd have to really try to fail pretty hard in this game. Yeah. It does get harder at the end. A, a hospital game did, too. But um, it reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you guys remember this, from the 360 days, the Kingdom for Keflings game that was out. And then you, like, build your little kingdom. And then they made World of Keflings. And it was basically your <coughs> your, your Xbox avatar was in that game but then you're you're direct you're like a god you're like this giant in this little fantasy world and these little kefling characters are building your upgrade it's like a little like city builder mm. but it's very lightweight very goofy it has the same vibe to me i love those games those kefling games i thought were a lot of fun um but anyway very similar where it's like hey we're gonna we're not gonna put a lot of pressure on you we're not gonna like horribly punish you if you don't do this right it's not meant to be a get it right or you're dead type of thing. it's meant to be very light lightweight lighthearted and just and have fun and 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 i like that i think they nail it so agreed um the i don't know how to say this is it dio field or dio field it's a uh, dio field so this this Dio-field. game comes out this is a square game it comes out in september but the demo is now out 
We it actually is. on our YouTube channel, Dan recorded himself playing through. It's about a 45 minute video. I watched a good chunk of that video. It looks really interesting. Yeah, um, dude. but uh, but that demo is now out. You can go check it out. But Dan, what are your initial thoughts on this game? Um, so, you know, you guys have like jokingly busted my balls about playing Fire Emblem and so on and so forth. Um, so I, I'm very like have to be. It wasn't the a joke, for... but yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. Very no, serious. No, no. I also don't um, care. Very. Um, I have to be in a very particular mood. Yeah, I, I know you do. I know you do. You don't have to. You don't. No, have to. I don't. I, don't I know. Mean. I know. It's fine. You don't have to pretend. Um, <laughs> so I have to be in a very particular mood for like a strategy game. Um, mm -hmm. whether it's something more like this where there's a little more freedom to like roam around the map, or something that's a bit more grid based, like uh, that Tactics Ogre, which is about to be remade, remastered. It just got a, a officially announced because it was rumored. Yes. And yes. Yep. Let us cling together. Remake. Uh, it. Took that Starfield date, everybody. You know, or that coveted 1111 <laughs> date. You know. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Yeah. Swooped um, in right there. Yeah. I'm yeah, very so, excited for that game. So that or like a Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics, um, which is a bit more grid based but what i like about this is like yes it's a strategy game but like basically whether you want to just pick one soldier or you basically collect like all of them together as a group and move them and you can actually do like kind of like a it's um i forget what the word that they use in there but like pinpoint so if you want to stop here here and then eventually get to the soldier you can do that and kind of make like a path mm. where like you're kind of you know like say there's a treasure chest over here you can go over here and then back to the soldier but just like with any strategy game, there's um, strengths to doing things in certain ways. So getting soldier behind someone will do additional damage um, and using uh, special abilities. So like there's a boss that I fight at the end of the video and they, they tell you, obviously, so that way you know in the future that we'll do special attacks that build up. So it takes a few seconds for them to unleash this attack, but it's like a devastating attack. So the female character, and I can't remember her name because the names in this game are in, uh, completely absurd. Sure. And just uh, in, uh, completely absurd. I don't remember them off the top of my head. Uh, but she's like, a, she has a shield. So she's a shield user. So she does shield bash, which basically stuns the enemy for a few seconds. So that's basically how I combat his special attack before he just completely d delivers, unleashes hell on me. So, um, you know. Things like that, the, the, the strategy of not just simply I'm not just going from soldier to soldier and just like attack, attack, attack. So, you know, if you played a strategy game, you get the gist of that. But I just really like the vibe of the game. It has a really not totally gritty, but a little bit of a gritty vibe to it. And I, I like the um, the kind of like drawn cut scenes where like the narrator is describing like towards the end of the video, there's um he's talking about this particular uh the only what is it the only port on the island and there's like a seedy underbelly going on there so there's like all these like aristocrats that you know th there's this whole tax situation where they tax like the lower class and you got all the rich people up top and then there's like kind of all the shady business going on underneath in these certain other areas and like the way he, the narrator has a really great voice so the way he's like describing things and the dude the music is excellent like mm. uh, right off the bat i'm just gonna say like this is gonna be like one of the best, if not like top three soundtracks of this year for me. Yeah. Because this the it music, is good music. Is, is fantastic. Yeah. I love the visuals too, because it's not what I expected when I they first announced this and showed little clips of it. I was expecting yeah. like, all right, another Octopath looking tactics, whatever. Right. It no. has a unique visual look and feel, and the music is great. It's almost figurine like, right? It, it almost is. sort of reminds me of uh was that a Dreamscaper a little bit, but more yeah, yeah, yeah. but more detail. Like you actually see their eyes and, and mm -hmm. the features. Yeah. Um yeah, it just it looks really cool. The music is fantastic. The vibes of it are really awesome. Um, I think the strategy of, and I'm just in the beginning. So, oh, the demo, um, you can carry uh, the data over to the full game. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the demo is three, hour lo- uh, three hours long, give or oh, take. Oh, okay. That's what I So read. it's like a time-limited thing, get as far as you can in three hours, or is it like a couple It chapters? probably cuts off at a certain point, okay. I'm guessing. But I think the I think what I had read was the average about is three, three hours. hours. Yeah, about three hours. So. Yeah, this game is about a month away, so it's coming out soon. I do love when a demo carries over progress. I think that's fantastic. So I love that. Yeah. Um, Jeff, I know you're playing Cult of the Lamb. This game was advertised a lot by devolver it was even one of their featured games yet again in their absolutely stunning and brave presentation they did <laughs> during very the normal week. very, very normal. normal probably my favorite presentation by far um, every time yeah, every absolutely time. Yeah. but uh but cult of the land this game kind of looks like what was that old youtube series the crazy happy friends or what was that show called the happy oh, tree friends the happy tree friends yeah happy it has, a, friends, has yeah. that kind of vibe mixed a little bit with animal crossing and i, I don't know what this <laughs> game is but tell me about this game what do you think yeah that's there's some animal crossing if you like your animals demonic and uh yeah um so the <laughs> yeah, game starts sure. with you being a literal lamb well i mean you're a lamb the whole game uh and you're a sacrificial lamb uh as part of some type of ritual to please weird animal gods uh but when you go when you go to die you encounter somebody who's like how about this how about i revive you and you start a cult in my name and uh so that's that's the driving force of the game and you're kind of plucked back into that place where you were sacrificed and you just start killing people it's a melee based game um with some special moves and stuff like that uh so uh yeah you you kick ass or whatever and then they get you like to this main hub area uh after you free your first person um and then you get to actually like recruit them to your cult so there is like a a whole actual other element of the gameplay it's not just hades which it is it does resemble hades combat wise because it's fast-paced combat you got to know when to use your dash you got to read the enemy a little bit before you can just start made like you know mash okay or whatever uh, so you is have it, is it like Hades that like when you die like you reset or yeah. like how, how to, yeah, is it set? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I didn't beat that. I played the demo first. Did not beat that boss at all. Uh, got like halfway down on the health. Uh, they were very difficult. Um, but like they go out of their way to like show you here's what the mechanic the main mechanics are. Like you're recruiting when you're not out there on the field going through your Hades stuff and like going through a level to beat a boss. You are back here. Uh, and you are like mining, you're doing resource management, you're cutting down like trees and stuff, you're making food for that your cult. That sounds like our style. Because if you don't feed the cult, then like they won't mine for you as well. well yeah, you gotta or feed die. your cult. I mean, we gotta, all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, some, and some of them have like perks or whatever. Some of the re- recruits have like perks uh, that might help you in battle or something. Um, while they chill, I mean, they're mostly chilling in the village as far as I got. Um, so they don't mining. accompany you on, on your journeys, uh, but. You know, I think recruiting some of them gives you perks in battle. Uh, and I think it's similar to Hades in that along the way, as you're going through this dungeon-type forest, uh, you encounter, like, vendors or whatever that, like, might give you a perk or something. Did Hades do something like that? Or maybe did you discover... Uh, I, I mean, like... Well, there was the other gods that would give you um, sort of the buffs, right? Yeah, you, you just, yeah, just buffs. Yeah, you get buffs. Like, Dead Cells kind of does this, too, where you get, right. to, like, a quiet part yes. and you'll, like, collect things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, random. Yeah. Sometimes so a lot you of that, too. Yeah, yeah it, it is random, yeah. yeah. Is it random in this, or could, could you not tell because... You can't really tell. You kind of have to go... If, if you get thrown into another screen and it's like there's two divergent paths you kind of have to go both ways and see which one 
so might have a vendor in it, and you're, which you're... one might have more enemies in it, you know? Like, Sometimes it would back. allude that, like, hey, the symbol is on this door, so, like, you kind of knew what you are walking through. Yeah, you can't... Yeah. yeah. There might be signs, but I haven't noticed it yet so early in the run. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you probably could figure out, okay, there's a vendor back there, um, or, or like a wizard or whatever that's going to give me a new weapon uh, for, for the rest of this fight. Um, man, it's an involved game. I didn't expect could it to be, be that involved Hades, with the know? cult stuff and, yeah. and the uh, and like all the resource management and like you're doing Minecraft stuff. It's kind of wild. Uh, it's yeah, that's cool though. And the visual art, but it was enough really to make cool. you buy it. So you did the demo, and then you bought. Yeah, I did the thing. demo, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll lay down twenty five dollars for that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, and I think. It, there's like four doors that you have to go through. Um, and I, so I guess there's technically four bosses or five total to beat um, before you can like, I don't know what the point is actually I'm not far enough in the story yet. There's a lot of humor in it too, though, in the confusion. Um, so like, yeah, they don't make a lot of sense when they talk. Um, and it seems like it might be a short game and it's kind of relying on you having to do runs over and over again. Okay. Like if you're amazing at the game, then it might last you a couple. I don't know. Because it seems like all you need to recruit is like eight or ten people. Okay. Um, and I think you get one or so a run. I don't know. Wonder how yeah. long it is. Yeah, I know. It seems like the it might not lamb. be that long. long Twenty five dollars. Just uh, came out today, lamb. so I'm not sure there'll be averages out there well, yet. For the maybe. lamb. Yeah. It's cool though. I love the art style too. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's got a cool like kind of hand drawn. It's like if Hades were even further in hell and devoid of color. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think it looks it's an intriguing game from when they first started talking about it. I was like, what is this thing? And so hearing you talk about it's it and hearing how it involved yeah. like the home base building and recruiting sounds very interesting to me. Right. So I got to check this out. So the team the team has revealed vital information surrounding Cult of Lamb uh, between 15, 20 hours. Wow. And Not if you start playing all. it, you have officially joined the cult. I don't know if you knew that. If you buy it, yeah, you're in I'm already cult. sold. I'll, re- I'll yeah. worship a lamb. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and there was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. Thanks, Dan. God. You just you're you're, you're welcome, Dan. Dang it, Dan. Um, so anything else that people are playing? I'm going to go through a couple of quick hits and my thoughts on the Steam Deck. But, uh, Kyle, anything that you're playing specifically you want to dive into or at least touch base on that you've already talked about before? Uh, no, not really. I'm still playing Xenoblade. I'm, I'm hitting... You know, I, I feel like in Xenoblade 2, I, I got like 20, 25 hours in and like there's just there wasn't a lot story wise going on there. Like there's a lot character wise and like you were kind of yes. a, a little more focused on like, let's just explore the world and get used to this or whatever. Whereas this game, it's like every five hours, like it wants to remind you, like there's some stuff going on, you know, yeah. and uh, I really appreciate that from a pacing because traditionally JRPGs are really like light at the beginning like story-wise yeah. and stuff like that and uh, i feel like it really a lot of stakes that are happening in this game too uh, kind of overwhelming with these big towns that i had to talk to so many people in and after a while yeah. i was like i forget what i'm doing here Ugh. yeah same here yeah and that's a game where like i would stop playing for a week and i'd get back in i'm like where am i what am no, i what am i supposed to go like no you have idea. to play that game every day like it's a, yeah. it's such a commitment and um yeah. Yeah, this game I feel is a little, it's a little more approachable. I don't want to call it a little more casual. I don't think, I don't think that's appropriate, but like it, it's definitely a little more approachable, a little more forgiving in terms of everything. Um, uh, you know, because I'll, I'll take a few days off in a row and get right back in. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what I was doing. Let's just get right back to it and everything. Wow. Um, so I, I love it. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm probably going to be bang, banging the drum hard for it at the end of the year. So Sweet. Um, all right. So I was traveling. That's why I wasn't here the last couple of weeks. Thank you guys for 
putting out two very entertaining episodes. I enjoyed listening to those. I actually watched one, listened to the other, but they were both very entertaining. Loved those. Um, so thanks Did for like, carrying uh, that on. Us carrying the saga, the Bo'o saga. Bo'o continues. I can't continue. But with my travel, I was able to get some good Steam Deck time in. I actually didn't. I had the Switch. Like all the kids, we they all brought their Switches. I brought my Switch. I didn't use the Switch once. I just played Steam Deck when I had a chance to to game during my travels and uh overall really great hardware i think it it delivers on its promise of being here's your steam library on the go um and the performance has been fantastic it gives you a ton of customization options you you get a lot of control i've seen folks um who have used it as their emulation machine um there's apparently about a 30 minute maybe less depending on how quick you are, process to getting Epic Games installed and running on there. Maybe even the uh, GOG uh, launcher you can get on there. So I've I've heard some stuff about how it's actually pretty straightforward if you know your way around. If you just maybe follow a guide, you can get some of these other elements. But I'm just using it as my Steam machine at the moment and really enjoying it. Put a, put a good amount of time into some smaller games as well as some bigger games. And, and boy, it is... Um, it is exactly what I wanted it to be. It is fantastic. Um, I will say a couple of the drawbacks is if you're playing a one of the uh, things that attracted me to it, of course, is that I can play AAA new games on the go, which the Switch does that only for Nintendo games, right? The third party versions are either cloud versions or they're much lesser versions of mm-hmm. these big mm-hmm. games. And so this lets you play the real deal and it carries over to your PC. So there's some draws there for me. But if you're playing like a God of War, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, Spider-Man, you're looking at maximum, if you tweak the settings, two hours on one charge. In some cases, it was down to just over an hour on like almost a full charge. Just depends on how much you ask the system to do for you. So it makes sense. And I like that they have a projected battery, you know, projected playtime by the battery life when you open up your little menu. I like that they display that. Um but you can tell some games really tax it and you can hear like i was playing spider-man today and i could hear those fans churning like they were running yeah. to try to keep it cool so i'm sitting there playing it and th- i had the sound up so i didn't really hear but i turned the sound down and i heard like Vroom! like it's trying to cool off the system. yeah yeah spider-man will will put it through its paces so um so yeah there's definitely some loud cooling fan action going on not it wasn't like rattly it was just loud because it's really working um so but those how, are drawbacks. How is the those are more like sound that. on it, like just the speakers and stuff like that. Fine, the speakers are in the front, facing you towards the bottom. You can actually see where they are. There, it's <laughs> it's fine. They're fine, but I highly recommend headphones. Okay. Yeah. Um, but those do work. They work fine. Um, I was actually playing without headphones a little bit this afternoon on Spider Man, and I could hear the dialogue nice and clear. It was it was crisp. It was good. So um, so I think it's cool. The the I thought it would feel like too big of a system like it's very it is wide so if you if you play a switch and even if like i use these the special grip add-on that you can put onto the switch to kind of give you a controller feel on the switch and this is still a little bit wider than that even with that Mm -hmm. extra Mm add-on so i thought it would feel pretty wide it's not too bad it is a little bit heavier than the switch so maybe after a while you'll have to like kind of like rest your arms on armrest or something if you're playing uh for a long period of time but um uh, overall, it's very comfortable. It fit. It works well. I thought the buttons might feel too wide, but they don't. They kind of feel right. They did a good job with button placement. 
there is also a gyroscope sensor that is on automatically. I'm sure there's a way to turn it off, but I discovered this when I was playing Portal. I was like, how come sometimes I can use the system to kind of aim around and sometimes I can't? So, and maybe this is something everyone else knows and I just didn't. But on the right control stick, you can either use that to move your camera, as usual, or your thumb just rests on it and then you can literally look around in like a 3D space. And that's been working for any game that has a right control stick camera. So I was doing it in Spider-Man too. I would like perch on top of this thing. I just rest my thumb just right on the top of the stick without moving it at all on that right. St- as soon as I lift it off, the gyroscope stops working. It's almost oh, like interesting. It's- so I put it on there and then I can kind of look all around, look down at the city. Like I thought that I, I, th- I feel like for some games for aiming, it could be helpful once you kind of get used to how that works. Maybe if you want precise aiming. But um, anyway, I think it's a it's a really slick piece of hardware. I think it's really cool. So, and I did buy, so I got the most expensive version, which has this huge 500 gigabyte uh, hard drive and things do load up relatively quickly for a handheld, not as quick as a PC does, but relatively quickly. And then I also bought a little micro SD card add-on. So I was able to install several large games at once, which is cool. Awesome. That's awesome. So highly recommend it if you have a Steam library that you'd like to play on the go. A couple of the games that I've played, uh, Symphony of War, the Nephilim Saga. Kyle, you've been playing this one a little bit yep. as well this year. This is a new game. I, I don't know if this is true. I read that it was built on RPG Maker. I don't know if that's true. Or maybe, oh, I, that's maybe cool. the core idea was developed there. But I, I heard that RPG Maker played some kind of role. Maybe they developed it separate from that when they really got serious. I don't know. But um, this is definitely Fire Emblem and the Ogre Battle Games having a beautiful baby together. That's yeah, exactly yeah. What it it's very it's very, very cool. Yeah. So it's very fire emblem in terms of you move your little unit around and then it zooms in for a fight. But it's ogre battle in that you're actually creating instead of one individual character, you actually have little units that are on a, their own little nine block grid and you pick where they go. You want someone on the front line, someone in the back line. That was very much like uh, especially like the Ogre Battle sixty four, which is one of my favorite RPGs. So so good. Um, so it's a cool game. It's got a great little story. Very again, very Fire Emblem esque in terms of its visuals, its story, its characters. But then the battle elements and the class changes remind me a lot of Ogre Battle. I love it. I think it's great. Um, it's pretty, pretty cheap too. I think right now it's like maybe fifteen bucks, might be twenty at the moment. Um, I played a little bit of this Gladiator game called We Who Are About to Die. The demo's out right now. Have you guys heard of this one? Mm-mm. It's a uh, I don't necessarily recommend it unless you like the idea of a f- completely physics-based battle system. To be fair, this is one guy developing it, and it says that as you fire up the game. One guy's making this. But it is a very, quote-unquote, realistic fighting system. I just there's some, And it's very early in development. It's not out yet. It's, this is the demo for it. I just didn't find the combat system to be fun. I see what he's trying to do with it. I understand the whole physics-based thing with the way you hold the sword and the way you swing... Is and it like that it, Viking it game that was on Game Pass, uh, where it's like realistic? You gotta consider how fast you throw the sword. It's like what was it called? In the something? In ah, crap. You know which one I'm talking about. None of y'all had fun with it. That one was ringing a <laughs> bell. This might be in that same vein. Uh, I like the gladiator theme. I like the idea of you start in this gladiator school and you want to work your way up to battling the Colosseum. And so I like the setting idea. Um, I, like I just kind of. I just kind of wish the combat were more fun to play. Maybe it's one of those games that if you really decide to master it and get into it because of the very physics-based approach to it, maybe it could be a lot of fun. It just wasn't my wasn't my thing, but uh, I did try it out. I also tried out this demo for this game called Gigasword, and it is exactly what it sounds like. You have a gigantic sword. 
it's a side-scrolling kind of action RPG game. But the the way you use the sword is actually quite creative. It's a huge sword that's like bigger than your character, and you can't jump very high when you have it, and you swing it very slowly. So you have to fight a few enemies. But it's a it's a puzzle platformer, so you have to use the sword to maybe activate a door, or maybe you stab it into an elevator, and the elevator lifts up your sword, and now you can actually go make the jumps you have to make to get up to where the sword went to just now. So some really creative elements with with how they have you navigate sometimes with the sword, sometimes without it. Um, but I thought Giga Sword was a really cool little game. I recommend trying that demo if you like puzzle platformers. It's got a very like eight to sixteen bit art style, pretty simple. But I, I do think it's uh, that's a pretty I think it's a pretty good game uh, for what I played so far. Wanted to mention I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves Season 7, which is out now. Um, it was delayed by two weeks, I think. Um, but it is out now. And I don't have a ton to report on this one because I don't have enough money to buy my own ship yet. You have to have a lot of well, gold. You, you can just get Gaston, and he can help you just get all of the gold. You can just you know? burn down just, all the ships. <laughs> or burn That's all the gold. Burn just all burn the gold. The so... Gold. You have to have 250k gold just to get the smallest ship. But anyway, the idea of it's cool. You buy your own ship, you name it, which that alone is like, I'm in. I want to be able to name my own ship. Um, so you name it, you give it permanent uh, decorations in your captain's cabin, but also like the sails. You don't have to go and change it every time when you buy your own ship. You can just load it up and your ship's ready to go. Apparently, it also keeps any scars of battle. So any patched holes, anything that's been hit, like that kind of stuff stays permanent. So you can kind of see as your ship even as it's repaired, you can just kind of see the battle scars and stuff like that. So I just I think that's pretty cool. I like the idea of anything that's more consistent and uh, persistent, I guess I would say, in Sea of Thieves. I don't necessarily need all of it to be, but I like, I like what they're doing with this one. I did do a few things, though. Like, there's these really cool underwater caverns with these amazing puzzles that they added that I played through. You just look for these glowing spots in the sea. I don't know if this is Season 7, but it was new to me. And... I was able to swim down without suffocating because they have these little like oxygen tubes that are like spitting out these bubbles and you can go and kind of recoup your breath. And then I went way under water and I learned how to, I found this puzzle where I had to like shoot this certain spot to open the door and go in there and then pull these levers in a certain order while these sirens are attacking you. But it was just like, dude, this is they created quite the underwater adventure here with this section nice. and you get a ton of a ton of treasure from doing that, too. So that game is just really, really fun. I always and, have a good time with that game, man. I know. Sea of Thieves is a blast. And I'll just mention, I'm also fully into Star Wars The Old Republic. And the problem with playing an MMO yes. is it can take over your life. <laughs> it's a plague, and I'm spreading it. <laughs> so Dan, Dan will do this with Final Fantasy XIV. Kyle <laughs> will do this with, with uh, Elder Scrolls Online and, <laughs> and with Star Wars and Final Fantasy. Kyle will do it with all of these. Val- and, Valheim, we're all going to maybe play Valheim. <laughs> but yeah, The Old Republic has pulled me back in. I realized that I've only finished two of the, I believe there's eight total class stories. I have finished two of them, but technically they're only chapter one. Because each of them, with some of the major expansions that have come out, have gotten a new story chapter for the classes. So there's like chapter two. Which I don't know. Apparently there's more story that I'm like, holy crap, I'll never experience all this game. But um. Anyway, I am uh, I'm playing through some of that too. The class stories are just so good. That game holds up way better than it should for being 11 years old now. So um, I love Famous I love that game. All right, I want to shift over into some things that we're watching, and I don't think there's as much stuff on the list this week, but I definitely want to talk about the newest little Disney series. So Jeff, I'll let you tell us about I Am Groot, which I did watch, but I want to hear what you think about it. And there he is. Uh, I really, really don't want to spend a lot of whole time, uh, a lot of time on this at all. And the reason is, 
they uh, Disney Plus released five short films. That's what this is. Is like five short films, like and, three minutes each. Like, and they're really all three minutes. Out. So it takes totals fifteen minutes to watch. Uh, so if I told you anything about any singular episode and what the shenanigans Groot gets into, and he's like hmm. a baby slash child Groot, it would basically take away like a minute of what they show you. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll just tell you it's cute and funny and breezy. And the order yeah. doesn't matter. Although and I no, do think. No. Watching the one the where last he one gets his legs. The last one he get where it's like something about like Groot gets his legs or Groot, something like that. That's, that's the first that's one to start with. Yeah. yeah, that's the first one. Um, yeah, very very cute, really fun. Yeah, like, it's just like, like it's like the Pixar shorts. Yeah, exactly. Like pick, they're like the charming Pixar shorts, but much shorter. Like those are now ten minutes, sometimes fifteen. These Dang, are three are? minutes. Some of them, some of them, if they're like if they got like a whole story to tell, oh, okay. it's, you know. I used to love those, man. I like, I like the bird on the wire and the even the old original, the OG one with the snow globe guy. I still mm. love that one. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I can confirm. Iron Groot is adorable. My kids thought it was hilarious. They were dying laughing for each of them. He's, not only does he get into shenanigans, but, like, the way things unfold and combination of his clumsiness, even well-intentioned clumsiness. Uh, it's just very charming. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Very good animation, too. That's definitely something that I, it felt very Pixar about it, other than the fact hey, that those shorts. animators, Disney. Yeah. Do For it, real. Cowards. Visually, visually yeah, looks fantastic. You, you cheapskates. <laughs> you print money. Pay those guys. Disney's are, Disney is saint. Disney is? Disney are saints. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> they are saints. Them, they, 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 them. They, them, <laughs> they, them are saints. <laughs> it's probably on Disney profile. They'll, they'll let you know what the are. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's wrap things up with some headlines. There's a couple of big things that uh, have happened that I, whether it's delays or, or whatever, there's some things to to touch base on. One of the funniest ones is kind of the shift back into some, some I would call them mild accusations between the major <laughs> console players, and it's kind of funny to see this resurface because we've had so many years of them all playing, especially Microsoft, Xbox, uh, Microsoft and Sony playing so nicely. Like, oh, I just... Ever since that game award where they were all on stage together, like, yeah, it's, I just, it's been I a just new era. I love your games. Yeah. No, I love your games. You Come here, buddy. No, you, you hang up. And no, so, first. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of that. And so it is kind of funny now to see some of this, like, with, with Microsoft buying everything, Sony's kind of like, this sucks. That's pretty much kind of what happened. Like, this is yeah, stupid. There, there's, hey. a, there's a real, like, oh! attitude yeah, about but it, phil sure. spencer wants to play god, god of war ragnarok the most so yeah he I does mean, he does you know. <laughs> so uh so anyway apparently this was like a month or two ago we might have talked about it i forget if we did sorry if we did but sony basically basically said this is um anti like competition anti um video game industry for them to purchase hmm. Activision specifically. They're, spe- they're specifically mad about Call of Duty. Yes. This is the big thing. Um, and so Microsoft not only said, no, it's not. They kind of started with that. But <laughs> they also insisted. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> they insisted that Call of Duty, from their perspective, long term, isn't going to be profitable as a console exclusive. <laughs> so uh, I do think they're going to make more money overall, at least on game sales, to keep it on everything. I agree with that. I don't believe they would. I, I still believe that if they could, they would make it exclusive because that's going to move hardware and that's going to get you to sign up for Game Pass. And but yeah. um, but anyway, I don't think there's any. Oh, let's say next two three years plans at the very soonest for them to move Call of Duty off of PlayStation. It doesn't sound that way. 
Um, so no fears there, at least not initially. Maybe for the PlayStation 6. Maybe screw you guys at PS6, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's already, like, existing licenses that agreed that certain amount of Call of Duties would be on, you yeah. know, all systems or whatever. So. Yeah, exactly. So Microsoft yeah. is making it sound like, we're not going to do that to you guys. But maybe in their head, they're like, when this contract is up. Yeah, say, I, that's what I think it is. They're like, you, we, we wouldn't do that because we can't. We're legally not allowed to. But the <laughs> second it's over, you guys are getting buried. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... Because that would be a huge draw for their Game Pass subscriptions and stuff like that. Like, to have Call of Duty be only available there. Why would you not do that? Whatever. Anyway, but on the other side, Xbox decided to turn around and point the finger back at Sony. And they've accused Sony. I don't know if this has gone anywhere. I don't know if you guys have heard any updates on it. But they've accused Sony of paying developers what they're calling Game Pass block fees. So basically paying them more to not put your game on Game Pass. <laughs> Like, um, I don't know if Sony has the pockets to do something like that, to be honest. Uh, I don't know either. I, this, to me, sounds like Microsoft just throwing jabs. Like, yeah. they, heard, they heard that developers are getting more since Game Pass. Uh, this is a new era, out. brother. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. It's time here for the go. ponies to ride. Take <laughs> uh, over. It's just crazy. It's just it like, is. I don't think that's what... I think they just heard that developers were making more, and they're like, oh, there's got to be fees then. To not be on Game Pass or whatever, and they just threw that out there because <coughs> you can't disprove it and you can't prove it. So no, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. We could all like have an opinion about it, but like we truly don't know what's going on. But it it right. seems petty to me. I, it I'm also like, could be a thing like, where maybe seems... they have a series of developers and publishers turning them down to yeah. join Game Pass. So maybe they're like, hey, we're getting a lot more no's than we used to get, and they seem to be getting more money. I bet you Sony's paying them. Like, it could be a little yeah. bit of that. Can we, call, can we call Fab and see what he thinks about all this? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. This would be a totally rational conversation. <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you, like, my gut response to this is I, all's fair and love and war and business. Like, if that's what's happening, then Microsoft needs to come up with some kind of incentive yeah. to... That, and that's, what they're that's, saying, too, is we don't want to pay more. That's what and they're that's kind the, of saying and, and that's the other thing. It, let's just say this is true, that Sony's doing that, and they have the pockets to, like, throw money at people to not go on Game yeah. Pass. That's a tactic, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, it, so it, deal it is with all it. fair and love and war. Yeah, so Microsoft needs to answer back in some way, like... Maybe you shouldn't have spent billions on Activision and stuff. Comp, I'm just yeah, saying. Like, we're just I mean, what, you're forcing Sony to do... Again, if this is true, you're forcing them to use tactics like this. Well, we actually have a Sony rep here on the call with us, um, with his sunglasses on. Can you speak to this? First, what's your name, sir? Thank you, Tim. I'm Mr. Pony. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, Mr. Pony. Uh, you, right. really, you really broke the wish to come up with that name. Huh? say on behalf of Sony that Phil Spencer can eat a bag of dicks, all right? With, yeah. with this God of War nonsense. That, is that an official on-the-record quote, sir? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Bill, eat a bag of dicks. Oh man, he, did you call him Bill? Was that on purpose? Yes. To be condescending. Yes. Yeah. Listen, Bill Spencer. Hey, he's Bill doing Spencer. the. Uh, <laughs> Listen here, Billy Fencer. All right. Yeah. Eat he's a bag doing of dicks. The, uh, Nick Offerman. Uh, what's it? Ron Swanson approach of like purposely getting people's names wrong if they get too chummy. <laughs> they get too yeah. chummy. That's right. We got real chummy, and now I don't care anymore. <laughs> and now he's Will. So, oh, I'll man. never play a Halo game again. Well, Listen, thanks for taking time out of... Uh, Thank you. i got to take my jet back to Sony headquarters. Pony busy out. Day. Yeah. All right, go, right, go pay some more developers to not join in Game Pass. Pony's yeah. out. Um, all right, got a couple of delays. That guy's a real prick. Jesus Christ. That guy's Christ. a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming back, Dan. That guy was... He looked like he smelled funny. I don't know what it is. Yeah, a little no, bit awful. 
So stop letting that. people take over your space. You smell like great. like there's horse. There's a a couple delays for us to to mention. So we'll get some of the some of the negative news out of the way, and then we'll we'll swing back to some to some pee. All right. Um, big pee. And you what, know what? What color pee. is that pee? I actually shouldn't assume these are negative things because I don't want some of these games to come out and be bad. So maybe this yes. is a good thing. But it is starting to look like. Listen, we say this all the time as games get delayed and schedules shift. We go. Uh oh, beginning of 2023 is looking pretty crazy. It's but it is, though. Good. But yeah. it is, because all, all of these are getting shoved into those first three months of 2023. It that's is looking ha- crazy. That's what happened with 2020. A lot though, of these right? projects have to make fiscal years so these companies like make money. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, we are going to get a lot of these games. Dude, it's, I mean? that's it's, the thing is, it's nuts. If, if you push it out into the next year, like, I mean, and, most and the Dead Space remakes being like, dude, we've been here the whole time. Where are you guys? Get out of here. This was our quarter. Imagine That's if Callisto right. Protocol pushed itself like a few weeks ahead. It's like, wait, shit. Now Jan, now you got Callisto and Dead Space in the same yeah. in the same month. Like, it's like, God possible. Damn it. it is possible. So Marvel's Midnight Suns, which we still haven't seen gameplay of, I don't think. I, I don't think there was snippets, right? There was the snippets, but like they, we haven't gotten not like a really release. right, okay. right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. right. We, we saw what we can safely assume is probably some gameplay action like, for the most part. Running up and like uppercutting a guy, like it's really right, quick. Right, right. Yeah, like, but we haven't seen true. Like here's the UI. Here's how you select your character. When you move, this is what it looked. Nothing like that. No breakdowns okay. or anything. So, but Midnight Suns uh, has been delayed without a new date, but they said it has to land in this fiscal year, which you guys just mentioned, which is. March of next year. There's a couple of games that are in that category. Um, so not a huge surprise just because we hadn't seen a deep dive on the gameplay and that game was under two months away uh, from its release date. So um, not a not a huge surprise, but also a game that I really want it to be good. So and that's true of all these. Like, I want it to be good. So, okay, bump it back and make it really good. There's so much crap still landing in October. That's fine. Uh, the same goes for Nightingale, which is a game that I put out a... a hype yeah. video for and i'm still very hyped for it i can't wait for that i still think the pedigree of the developer as well as just the concept <laughs> of the game is fascinating to me so i'm very excited for this it will be early access but even early access has been bumped to 2023 but listen to yeah. why not only for polish it's a very um ambitious game for a small team it really is an ambitious game Looks ambitious but they're also going to upgrade to unreal engine 5 Oh, oh, oh I, 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 I missed that part. Yeah. Dude, the game already looks pretty gorgeous, to yep. be honest with you. So, yep. yeah, so that, that's a good that move. Part, that part made me go like, oh, delay. Yeah, I, yeah of course I want that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did not give any kind of specific window before. They just said Q4 of 2022. And now it just says 2023. So Unreal Engine 5 yeah, seems like pretty smooth to work with, because I think actually with um, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, I think that's supposed to be mm. on Unreal Engine 5. And um, uh, Nomura was saying, like, yeah, the, this went a lot faster than we thought it was going to because... Yeah, it's a, like a, an extremely user-friendly development yeah. system. Yeah. 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 So, so, cool. Well, we got a release date announced, which is technically a delay from what was previously known as a release window, but we never had a release date, but now we do, and that's for Hogwarts <clears throat> Legacy, which is February 10th of 2023. Before it was holiday 2022. That's all it said. Mm. I mean, I'll so, take a specific date then. That's all right. Yep. So it's February it's still 10th. Bummed, though. Um, I, listen, this is another game that I'm like, I am excited to play this. I cannot wait. I think it's going to be a blast. But I also don't want it to be crappy. I don't want it to be a 7 out of 10 that I'm like, ooh, almost, but really rough around the edges. Like, 
cool. Smooth out those those edges Please, and make yeah. it make it excellent. So my kids are bummed though. I told them about it. They were like, but that was Christmas. And I'm like, shut up. Not anymore. So. It's canceled. Go to your room. <laughs> go to your room. You're not getting Christmas. All 37 of you, go to your room. Christmas has been delayed to February of 2023. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's all J.K. Rowling's fault. You're lucky if you get it at all. Um, all right. Just so kidding. speaking Just of kidding. February 2023, another game that didn't really have a release date, but we were especially Jeff, you and I were talking about, boy, I hope this comes this year. And that's AEW fight forever. Kind of that THQ fault, you know, the spiritual successor to the THQ games. Um, but now they're saying it's going to release also in February, 2020. Yeah. It's going to uh, be, they're going to do have a playable demo on the gamescom uh, trade show floor and stuff. So oh. like, well, at least we'll hear about that. Yeah. Um, and they also, yeah, THQ did a showcase. This was part of a showcase. Uh, and the speculation that came after was from the showcase. <laughs> Um, Alone in the Dark is getting a remake. I've never oh, played it. Jeez, really? Uh, <laughs> and uh, they they release they want to release that in February 2023 as well. So I think THQ is trying to do the beat the fiscal year, uh, like everybody else seems to want to. Uh, the developer who's doing that Alone in the Dark game specifically said we were inspired by Resident Evil 2 success. So mm, nice. It's a remake on that level, I guess to expect. Gotcha. I'm not familiar with that at all, but uh, that game. I've never played that series. But I, yeah, uh, Twitter never... seemed to light up when that that got announced. So sure. that one's a classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Looking, still looking forward to this game. I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah. Speaking speaking of wrestling, uh, WWE 2K22 did really well, not only critically but also commercially. It really did kind of bring that series back from a pretty bad place uh, from yeah. 2020. Yeah. And so uh, they are. They are working on the follow-up for 2023, and they are expecting that in this fiscal year as well, which would be before March 31st of of next year. So um, I understand the fiscal year piece. I really do. I get the business yeah. side of it, but part of me is like... They're just setting up more delays, I'm like, though, just honestly. make it... Like, you're make not going to release April. half like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we need uh, a wrestling game every... Like, you can't do expand... Uh, this is the Madden I don't, conversation. No, Never mind. Really this don't. is the Madden conversation. They Never really mind. don't, unless they were going to, like, change... Like, if... I feel like they should kind of revisit... The controls do an overhaul, a slight Me overhaul, too. like every other year or something. Much like I feel like they should do with all the Madden games and all the whatever yearly games you can think of. But the of. thing is, people games, buy it. try to overhaul it. Yeah, yeah I know. People Everyone's, buy it, right? Everyone takes with their wallets. On it's that. the same yeah. with Call of Duty, right? It's like, oh, why don't they just release it? Well, because people buy, you buy it, it so. every year. Well, I yeah. think yeah, the, most, then, the most they would embarrassing have to do part, it as though. a subscription service, where like a MMO. Where you get the newest DLC mm. expansion, yeah. whatever. Well, I was, was going to say expansion that... where thirty nine ninety nine you get like the WWE two K twenty two, you know, expansion yeah. one, you know, and it's thirty nine yeah. ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, they I'm already do. That. They already do wrestlers as a DLC package, like pretty regularly still. So if you uh, had like a new idea for a mode, you just throw it there, you know, like to yeah. make a whole new game. Make it, make it know, a platform. Like... Um, I was going to say the. Uh, What's really silly about 2K22, though, is, like, WWE let go of so many wrestlers that the roster is so different sure from, is. like, yeah, the yeah. game. Like, So maybe it is. It's wild. Uh, <laughs> so maybe don't make a new one. Like, Or <laughs> add an arcade mode where you can go back and play old WWF games, like No yeah. Mercy and stuff. Then then you got me. Add that. Add that. There's no mercy. Um, a live-action Pac-Man movie is in development, you guys. But the good so news relevant. is... The good news is it's from the producer of the Sonic movies, which, by the way, I heard they're looking at Sonic for the second half of 2024, like holiday 2024 for that one. Yeah, it's coming out the same uh, month as Avatar 3, guys. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? Are we going to go to one of the... No, I'm going to stay home. That's what I'm going to do. I literally just fell asleep. That's a lot of of blue animation. 
It's a lot of blue. They, yeah. A lot of blue. They should have saved the third Sonic movie. They should have saved Knuckles for that one, right? Because then what they could have done was take you'd have to get another theater and combine it on top of the other theater, <laughs> just like the cartridges back in the day, right? So then you'd have it's Sonic. True. And I Knuckles. see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so right. they they should have saved it for that, right? So yes. you missed that, opportunity, yeah. you guys. Yeah. This is too much time on Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody doesn't couple, like hedgehogs. <laughs> there's a couple of pre- uh, presentations coming up. The one that surprised me, just because I honestly forgot they existed, was Sunsoft. Um, they've got a virtual event what? coming out August 18th, and uh, they're going to sure. be announcing some stuff. I imagine there's going to be, it might be some kind of compilation, like revisiting. Like if you think of Sunsoft, I don't know about you guys, I immediately think of the Batman game on Game Boy and on, I think it was on Nintendo, the wow. NES as well. That's a callback. Yeah. Uh, but I also, I'm not kidding. I, I made this joke on our podcast page, but I mean it. I remember playing the Speedy Gonzalez game made by Sunsoft <laughs> on my Game Boy. Wow. And uh, What was the last game they made? Like, uh, It was in 2003, I think. It's been a while. Yeah, so like I don't even understand where maybe, this is. Maybe there is one more recent than that, but nothing that you got, like we've, nothing significant, nothing notable. It's been smaller stuff. So... I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I saw that announcement. I just thought Sunsoft, they're still around. So weird. Speaking of the next couple weeks of announcements, Jeff Keighley's promising, as he always does for things he hosts, (laughs) a big spectacle and and tells us to expect cool surprises and things you wouldn't expect at Gamescom opening night live. To his credit, though, he did kind of pull back expectations for the Naughty 3 presentation. He was like, hey. Yeah, I thought it he, won't be uh, that great. He, he <laughs> specifically said it one way for one thing, and then yeah. said a, di- a different way for a different. So I mean, you know, it, it might be good. I don't know. Yeah. It might be good. It could the, be. The game total it could is be for uh, Sonic games. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> the game total is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30, 30 to thirty-five games are going to show. Yeah. Okay. And this is not normal for Gamescom. Usually they don't have, like, a big, like, American-focused, like, opening show. Correct. Right. And this is the first time they're able to, like, do it in person, much like, uh, I don't know, they did did another conference in person. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the news at Gamescom is typically, like, hey, here's a deep dive into these games that you know are in development. So usually the the games that get announced at E3 are usually playable to the masses, you know, like... And then you get a lot of feedback. And that means you get a lot of feedback and you get a lot of... So it's like games that you heard of already at the beginning of the summer, but by the end of the summer, now you're getting, like, hands-on impressions. TGS and Gamescom, you you start to hear. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in TGS was worth something, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, shots fired. Well, they're just still um, so archaic. It's so archaic. <laughs> it's like they just do the whole, like, hey, we have a table here. We're sitting behind the table, and we're just talking, and then we maybe show you, like, a minute of foot. It's like nobody wants that anymore. That's they don't allow American journalists to, like, go in there and, like, do their job either. Like, it's, like, it's a Japanese-focused event, and, like, they do not like it to be international or anything like that. Whereas, like, 10, 15 years ago, like, it was one of the bigger conferences in the world, you know. So. Well, speaking of TGS, and we'll wrap up with this, uh, Capcom's going to have two presentations during TGS, which is in September. On the 15th, they're going to talk about what they're calling, or this presentation is called the Capcom Online Program. Don't know what that means. If it's a subscription, is it like just they're okay. putting more games online? I don't know what any of that means, but Capcom Online Program. And then the next day, on the 16th, they'll be focusing completely on Street Fighter Six in that presentation. Um, that. The couple of uh, characters that they just unveiled. What was it? Um, this is the purple one. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. But just the the footage that they showed. It looks, looks good. Pretty Chun-Li. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Not looks pretty Chun-Li. good. No. Looks pretty Chun-Li. good. 
Um, last thing oh, I'll mention, wow. too, is I saw that IGN tweeted out something about, I, I think it was, I couldn't tell which figurine it was. I think it was a Chun-Li figurine or something. Mm. And if you ever share a link, depending on what platform you're sharing it on, it's going to crop the image to fit with whatever the post image size should be. Sure. And it was zoomed right in on her rear end for that figurine. Because <laughs> nice. the, the, the whole image is actually tall of this figurine. But uh-huh. it was, and I was just like, I, GN, you pervs. Planned. Perv. Completely, job, completely planned. Completely planned. Totally pervs. Um, anyway. All right. Well, I think that does it for us for this week. Um, there's, we covered a lot. I love talking video game music. So that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for participating being good sports there and um we'll connect again next week there's a few more games coming up but i th- I have a bad feeling i'm gonna be like sorry guys i'm just playing star wars the old republic i can't stop <laughs> uh but we'll see and i also have a kahoot planned for next week it's a weird kahoot, kahoot. kahoot. can we uh, can we make it very uh japanese so jeff loses <laughs> it is uh, actually one in a while i don't want to bring this up again but i am the current reigning champion you are <laughs> so you might want to make it against you me are. but it was rigged yeah. though we know that's rigged Sure. It's not rigged. No, no, no. I'm going to find evidence that it's rigged. Whenever you, would, you, would be, you would be honored to have me on your trip. I really want to tell you what it is because it's just it's just. <laughs> hey, so uh, hey, hey, uh, Trump, settle down. I have a bad feeling you guys would go start researching it this week, so I'll wait until next until we start. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. I like it as a surprise. That's always yeah, good. Yeah. All right, well, Great thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Guys, thank you for being here each and every week. We talk for a long time, but I always find it to be a lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, so thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bubbies and water. Bubbies and water. Oh, water. Tutters and water. Hello, governor. You got that bottle of water.